is that we are all still alive out of all these things that are happening outside. And God is always good at all times. I would like us to open this meeting by bowing our heads where we are so as to just thank the Lord that has kept us still today. Let's do that. Thank you very much, honorable members. Uh, I've, I've wished to welcome everyone during this month of the Youth Month, where we are supposed to honor the youth, even the children are still the youth. So as social development, we have a responsibility to honor and 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 I will say a uh, be very cautious in terms of whatever that is happening with our, in our surroundings. Um, we know that even today there's still a, a, I will say a, G, a GBV. They are killed. The kids are being killed. They are being kidnapped, and we always wish that if that can stop with immediate effect in our country, we'll be a very, very happy. And as the committee, we definitely wishes all the, the kids to be safe in our hands during our era, but really people outside started to be animals and don't immediately, uh, we'll say pamper and comfort our kids. But let's keep on. And we must not give up. We must do our best in terms of doing these uh, awareness campaigns where we stay in our areas, around the, our families, but we must keep on, soldier on, and make sure that we protect our children, our youth, even the elderly. Uh, we have to see to it. I wish to welcome everyone in terms of, I'm not sure, whether the, 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 uh, the minister and the DM has joined us. If they have joined, I wish also to welcome them, even the staff, uh, the officials, whoever is a visitor, the stakeholders, good morning to everyone. Let's not waste time, uh, but uh, get into the, 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 the gist of the day. So I will request Lindy to flight our agenda for today. Thank you very much, Chair. Good morning, Chair, President, members, and stakeholders with us. Here is the agenda of today's proceedings. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you very much, Lindy. Um, honorable members, the meeting agenda is welcoming and opening. Uh, the second one is the roll call that we used to say, Lindy must uh, confirm and uh, yes, she must confirm who is in attendance. 
and we'll get into the apologies after we have done with the roll call. Over to you, Lindy. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, I wish to confirm the following uh, members of Parliament that are in attendance of this meeting. We have you, uh, Chairperson of this committee, Member Mbana. We have Member Manganye. We have Member Motawung. We have Member Pilangulu. We have Member Stock. We have Member Mare. We have Member Shongo. We have Member Abrams. We have Member Eris. We have Member Fana Merve. We have Member Priet. We have Member Sukars. We have Member Masango. And the last member is Member Oparman. So I wish to confirm, Chairperson, that we are a full house. All members are here and then we can take decision as we are a quorum. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lindy. Uh, we appreciate that understanding that people have also other committees, and, but they have prioritized this committee. Thanks ever so much. If it is the case, uh, let's also allow uh, the next item. Chair. Oh, let's go to the department first. Let's go to the department first. Who is uh, the head? Kumbula, today? Chair. I think the acting DG, okay. uh, Mr. Kumbula, Daba. His hand is up, Chair. Maybe he wants to say something. Okay. okay. Uh, All right. Good morning, Mr. Daba. Good morning, Honorable uh, Chairperson and morning. Honorable Members. Uh, may I uh, apologize for the, uh, both the Minister and the DM that are out of the country on business. The DG is also not available. He's in a meeting, uh, the Presidential Coordinating Council. He is going to join this meeting uh, a bit late. The rest of the team is here uh, with us. We are ready uh, so uh, if you, if uh, uh, the meeting can accept those apologies, thank you very much. Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Daba. We were still going to go to the apologies, but thank you very much to be proactive and tell us that the minister and the, the, the deputy uh, minister are not available so that we don't give them that opportunity to have a, a, a political overview. Lindy, can we get to our apologies from the side of the honorable members? Uh, there's none, Chair. All members are none. present. Yo, yes, thank Chair. you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, then let's go to the adoption of the agenda, honorable members. But uh, yes. The agenda is as follows, consideration and adoption of the A-list clause, the Children's Amendment Bill. And then after that, we will get to the deliberations and the adoption at the end of the day. Then we'll have to do our minutes as we usually do. We do minutes of the 25th and then after that we will go to in fact we'll close the meeting that's the agenda of today can i get uh, anyone to adopt the agenda as it is member hands up chair 
Okay. Mfongo, Honorable Mfongo, over to you. Thank, you. Thank you very much, Chair. Greetings to Honorable Members. I move for the adoption of the agenda as presented. Thank you very much. I can see the hand of Honorable uh, Stock. Uh, thank you very much. A very good morning to all honorable members and the officials in the platform and the stakeholders as well. A very good morning to all of you. Uh, I second the proposal for the adoption of the agenda. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, honorable members. The agenda has been adopted as it has been proposed. Then let's go to the business of the day and uh, get the legal advisors to tell us today on how far are we, because we understand that now we are on the A-list. We still have to go to the B-list. We still have to go to the second phase of the other um, acts or, or, or bill, which we haven't finalized and finished it for now because we have tried to, 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 to break them into, into phases. We start with this one, we'll go to the other phase. Then also the legal advisors, after we have done the A-list, they will tell us the plan for us to go to B-list. And then they will table the plan and they will tell us on how far are we and how are we going to go about with going to other clauses that we haven't managed to, 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 to finish or finalize in this phase. Thank you very much. Then legal advisors, whom are we having with us? Parliamentary advisor, are you with us? Good morning, Chairperson. This is Natim Jenglana, the parliamentary advisor. Thank you, Chairperson, I'm with you. And I'll be presenting the A-list to the committee this morning. Thank you. Recording in okay. progress. And is there Mr. Advocate Mchochisa, the one from the department? Mchochisa. Uh, oh, Honorable Chairperson, Mr. Mchochisa is also in the meeting. Okay. Is there the, uh, the state law advisor's office present? Morning, Chair. I'm also present. Thank you very much then it means that we are on the safe line. Who's going to start between yourselves? Because you have to definitely have a bite and input on this before we move on. Chairperson? Yes? Chairman, uh, can I just try to provide some guidance and procedure on the matter? Um, the, the you are welcome. Okay. The stage we are at now is um, the bill is before um, the, the committee. So um, the leading person as far as the guiding the, the process is the parliamentary legal advisor because the matter is no longer in the hands of the department. The department play a minimal role as far as, 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 as advice is concerned. So the leading person is in general nature and the state law advisor. Thank you very much. But if you want to verify something. So I just wanted to give that clarity that Jenana is the key person now that the, the bill is before Parliament. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Lindy, uh, for putting us in a clear 
perspective of what is it that is supposed to happen. Uh, so there's no need to ask who's going to start unless otherwise there is something that we would like to clarify and get it from uh, the department. Yes, sure. Can we give over to Mr. Mkachenman? Yes, Chairperson, thank you very much uh, for the opportunity. Good morning to you, Chairperson, the honorable members and my colleagues. Morning. Uh, thank you, Chair. Chairperson, this morning we are going to be presenting the draft A list to the committee. Uh, Chair, I just want to, uh, with, you, with uh, your indulgence, just uh, say a few introductory remarks regarding the issue of the A list or the stage where the committee is at. Chairperson, uh, we, we, we have been advising the, the committee in respect of this amendment uh, from when the bill was introduced, the time that the committee engaged in public uh, consultation. So in respect of the public consultation, Chair, I would just also just like to make a comment in, uh, 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 in response to your question when you were doing your introductory remarks in respect of what the decision the committee has taken uh, in respect of this bill. That's by way of reminder, Chair. The first decision that the committee has taken was to remove the ECD clauses on this bill as the function was being migrated to basic, basic education department. So that was the first amendment that the committee made in terms of this bill. The second proposed amendment by the committee was to focus on those clauses that are going to provide for a comprehensive foster care parenting uh, in line with the North Houghton High Court decision. So that's the second decision that the committee took. In respect of both the decision, the committee asked for legal advice uh, from, from us legal support. We provided the legal support, but the decision in respect of what was to happen in respect of the bill was that of the committee. Uh, as uh, in line with the constitution and the rules, uh, that legal advisors themselves do not make decisions. It's the committee itself that makes decisions. So the committee then made that decision and the bill was separated. The decision of the committee in respect of the rest of the clauses, Chairperson, in this bill, which do not relate to foster care parenting, was that technically they are going to be rejected. Chairperson, when I use the word technically rejected, I am referring to a technical legislation drafting mechanism of effecting the committee's decision on the bill. Rejection in respect of this, Chairperson, must not be misunderstood or understood to mean that all of the work which has happened in the committee in respect of this bill is completely rejected. Because the decision of the committee in respect of that matter is that the rest of the clauses of the bill, which do not relate directly to foster care parenting, are going to be kept in abeyance, meaning they are going to be suspended for this amendment period whilst the committee focuses on foster care parenting in line with the Gauteng High Court judgment. However, all of the work which has been done by the committee in respect of this bill, including the public consultation, very extensive public consultation that the committee undertook, will inform what the committee has decided to do with this bill, which is to, 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 to initiate a committee bill in line with what the constitution gives the committee, vests the power on the committee, including the National Assembly rules. 
the committee has decided that it will take the rest of the clauses and including all of those clauses which have been discussed here by members will, and put them in a committee bill, which committee bill will be considered by the committee. Chair, the rules of the National Assembly provide extensively for that process, the process of the, of the committee bill. Uh, it is a process that is provided for in Rule 273 of the National Assembly Rules, Chair, where it says that the committee must seek the permission of the National Assembly in terms of Rule 2681 to table a committee bill. And when the National Assembly Speaker gives that uh, authority, the committee bill, which will be formed of all of the clauses that are not forming part of this foster care parenting in terms of this amendment process, will form part or will, will, be, will, will consist of that committee bill, uh, which will be put on the order paper as soon as the authority to do so has been granted by the, by the National Assembly Speaker. And then the similar process which is undertaken in the committee in respect of this bill will follow, meaning the bill will be tabled before the committee. The committee will consult again on the bill, possibly not as far and wide as it already did because it has that input already from the public, which input is in the form of the matrix that is currently before the committee. And all of that information will inform the committee process when the committee is considering the committee bill. In respect of this, Chair, I just want to also state that this process, Chair, is provided for in the Constitution as well as in the rules. And if it is in the member's interest, I can refer to specific uh, sections of the Constitution and the rules that allow the committee to, to do or decide what it has decided, which is to amend the bill in the manner that it has decided. So, Chair, coming to today's business, which is the issue of the A-list, the A-list, Chairperson, the name A-list is just a technical term for drafting purposes which is an instruction to us legal advisors to go and list the committee amendments. The committee amendments in respect of this matter, uh, 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 are those amendments which the committee, through its deliberation and decision-making, has directed us as legal support to go and effect technically and bring back to the committee to consider whether what we have done reflects its decision. And therefore, in respect of this amendment, Chairperson, the decision of whether the A-list reflects the decision of the committee is a matter that will be decided by the committee when we table the A-list today. Thank you very much, Chairperson, for indulging me for, in, in those introductory remarks. And therefore, I will ask Lindy to please help me to put the A-list on the screen for members as I, so that I can just go through it and present it to members. Thank you. Lindy, can you please just share on the screen the, the draft A-list for members? Hi, Lindy. Yes. This one. He is busy. Yes. He's busy doing it. Thank you, much, doing it. thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Chair, and thank you very much, Lindy. Uh, if you could just close the box on the left. Okay. Thanks very much. Uh, Chairperson and honorable members, this is the this is the A list that we will be presenting today. Just quickly, Chair, uh, for, just for reference purposes, I would just like to remind members that, we, that they have uh, before them the necessary reference documents, because there's going to be a lot of cross-referencing, because this work, which is the work of uh, listing committee amendments, is quite a technical drafting process. 
So the, the reference documents that I would recommend for members to please have in front of them as we're going through the A-list are the following very key documents. It's the Principal Act, which is a Children's Act of 2005 that is being amended. It is the bill as introduced. So the, the, the bill, the original bill as introduced. It's this draft A-list that we're presenting. It's also the matrix, which is the public commentary and responses from the department. Members may also have uh, the list of, com of, of amendments that we had proposed in drafting, uh, which reflects what is now going to be considered in the A-list, and which we, in our view, as legal advisors, both myself as a parliamentary legal advisor, as well as a state law advisor, including the department's legal advisor, have agreed that we technically, when we are looking at the bill as introduced, these clauses would be the ones that are relevant in order to provide foster care parenting. And that matter was put before the committee deliberated on, and now we are going to be putting on this list, Chair. So, Chairperson, the, the, the A list reads as follows, Chair. It's the Portfolio Committee Amendments to the Children's Amendment Bill, B18 of 2020. These amendments are as agreed by the Portfolio Committee of the National Assembly. So the first amendment, Chair, is the amendment to clause one of the bill is introduced. So, Chair, when I read the first amendment clause, it is on page two of the bill is introduced. So on page two, in line 15 of the bill is introduced, uh, after the word, we so after comma, we insert, comma, if applicable. So after the word has, there in line 15, after the word has, we include the following word, comma, if applicable, comma, and close inverted commas. So that comma, if applicable, comma, will be the word that will be added in that sentence, which is on line 15 of the, uh, of the amendment bill. So on the same page, Chair, from line 19, the definition of adoption service will be omitted. And then, Chair, we go to the next page in clause one. The next page is page three from line seven. From line seven, the definition of aftercare will be omitted, Chair. On the same page from line 16 of the bill as introduced, the definition of care is being omitted. And on page three, Chair, from line 23, we're omitting the definition of, definition of caregiver. And on page three from line 24, we're omitting the definition of circumcision. On page three from line 27, we're omitting the decision of clerk of the court. And on page three from line 37, we're omitting the decision, the definition of divorce court. On page three from line 38, to omit the definition of early childhood development center. And on page three from line 43, to omit the definition of early childhood development. On page three from line 50, to omit the definition of uh, family counselor. And on page three from line 55, to omit the definition of genital mutilation. And on page four, which is the next following page, Chair, will omit the definition of inter-country adoption. And on the same page four from line eight, we omit the definition of midwife. Can you please go up for us, go up for us, Lindy? On the same page, Chair, the definition of nurse is omitted from line 11. And on the same page, the, the definition of party is omitted from line 16. And on the same page uh, from line 21, we omit the definition of regional court. 
Page four, we omit from line 24 the definition of separated migrant child. Same page from line 30, we omit the definition of sexual abuse. Same page on, from line 34, we omit the definition of social service practitioner. From, on page four, from line 42, we omit the definition of temporary safe, safe care. Page four, line 51, we omit the definition of unaccompanied migrant child. And we also omit the substitution of sub 4. So, Chairperson, this is clause one. What we have reflected on this clause, Chair, just to remind Chairperson uh, uh, and honorable members, is those clauses that are going to be removed from the bill as introduced. When we have the B version of the bill, which is subsequent to the deliberation by members and decision on this one, it will reflect all of these clauses having been removed from the bill. And those which are not on the A list will remain in the bill. So we have kept the three clauses as has been presented before members. They will reflect in the B bill, which will be presented to members. Chairperson, that is clause one uh, of the of the of the A list. I will be guided by you, Chairperson, whether I need to go through the entire A list or if it's just going to be a matter of me reading the one clause and the members deliberate on it. Hello. You are yes, saying you need, to, you, you need to get a, a direction. I think one we can present the, 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 the A list and then honorable members are noting what they think they need to uh, clarification and also deliberate on it. So without uh, hampering and disturbing you, why don't you proceed? Because we're listening and we're having pens and papers. We are noting all what you are saying. Carry on. Clause two. Actually, maybe there's a technical glitch. Let me try to phone him. Okay. Uh, uh, there's a technical And also, I can see from the chat, uh, I know for a fact the advocate is a, a fast, fast speaker. If he can low down the speed so that people are able to capture exactly what he is saying. Whoever, the speed, if he can slow down the speed and not be fast. Lindy? Chairperson and members, uh, he, the system kicked, kicked him out. Uh, I'm trying, she's trying to log in. I've conveyed the message about the speech um, when he speaks. Yeah. He's yes. trying to log in again. Okay.
Lindy? Lindy? He's, he's trying to log in. I just spoke to him. I think he's got the network problem. Yeah. But he's going to log in. Maybe in, in a minute's time, he will join. Yeah, he's just joined. He's coming in now. Uh, Honorable Songo is also um, encountering this technical glitch in terms of the network, but she is going to rejoin and rejoin. So please accept them when they rejoin. Thank you, Chair. I'm, I'm back on, Chairperson. My apologies to you and Honorable oh, Members. Lulu is back. <laughs> Over to you. Thank you, Chair. And we we had just completed uh, clause one, Chairperson. And I have noted your your advice, Chair, that I need to be a bit slower in presentation. Um, so, so Chairperson, the the A list from clause one reflects what we had spoken about when we were doing our introductory remarks, Chairperson, which is the decision of the committee to reduce the bill to those clauses that are focused on foster care parenting. And therefore, the clause two, which says clause rejected, is one of those clauses that are going to go and form the committee bill, which I had advised on Chairperson when I started my, my presentation. So those are the clauses that will be dealt with in terms of uh, National Assembly Rule 273, which is the process of developing a committee bill for, for, for these clauses. The same will apply, Chairperson, to Clause 3. So when I mention these clauses, Chairperson, these are the clauses in the bill as introduced. In this list of amendments, we are affecting what the committee has decided to cut the bill uh, and, and uh, keep the others in abeyance and uh, only keep those clauses which are relating to foster care. So the same with clause three, Chairperson is being rejected technically, taken in abeyance. Clause four is the same, Chair. Clause five of the bill, of the bill is introduced also. Clause six, clause seven. Clause eight, clause nine, clause 10, clause 11, clause 12, clause 13, clause... Please, please go up, Malin. Clause 14, clause 15, clause 16, clause 17, clause 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 25, 26, 27, 28. Members, I just want to explain that where we have skipped a clause in the clauses as rejected, it means that the clause will remain as is. Uh, in the in the in the uh, uh, bill as introduced, so that clause will be taken directly from the bill as introduced, and it will go into the B version. But members will have a clearer look when we are presenting the, the B bill because it will reflect all of these amendments that the committee has made. So there's. Will you please? Will you please excuse me? Will you please repeat yourself on this one? Clauses that are rejected. 
Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, I said we have used the word rejected yet. Technically, yes. uh, it is a legislation. Yes. yes, Chair. So, so these clauses which have been rejected are the ones going to be kept in abeyance. So, but now I was saying, Chairperson, where we have skipped a clause, for instance, where we are not following with 27 and 20, if you go up, can you please just go up a little, Malindi, just for explanation? No, please, uh, part, around clause 20, Lindy, please. Yes. So just for the purpose of explanation, Chair, I was saying that if if we if we we don't have clause 24, for instance, we have 23, we say it's rejected, and we say 25, and 24 doesn't form part of this list. It means that 24 is a surviving clause, Chairperson, technically. It's those okay. clauses that relates to foster care parenting. They will be reflected in the B bill. And the B bill, Chairperson, is the bill that will incorporate these changes that you've made here as well as the surviving clauses in the bill as introduced, which is the bill that will be the final bill of the committee. Okay. Thank you, Chair. So we are in clause 26, which is rejected. Please go up for us, Lindy, thank you. Clause 27 is rejected, 28, 29 is also rejected. 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, all those clauses are rejected going into the committee bill. Clause 37, 38, 39, 40, going into the committee bill. 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, going into the committee bill. 48, 49, 50, 51, kept in abeyance and technically rejected in this list. 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, uh, is rejected. So when it relates to clause 56, Chairperson, just a bit of explanation what how we have done the technical drafting here. We have rejected the clause 56 as it appears in the bill. The reason for that, Chairperson, is because we had to consider the public input that is in the, in the matrix as well as the discussions of the committee and effect that in technical legislative drafting language. In order to, the, to do that, Chairperson, we con collapse the 56 as it reflects in the bill Slow that, down the pace. Oh, my apologies, uh, Chair. Very fast when you speak. Yes, yes. No, no, my, my apologies, Chairperson. I, I will go a bit slower. So I, I was explaining I was explaining the technical drafting process that has taken place in clause 56, Chairperson. So our, yes. I, in, in, in that explanation, I was saying, Chair, there is clause 56 in the bill as introduced. Mm. And that clause 56 is one of the clauses that form part of the foster care parenting as decided by members. Yes. So we then considered the matrix chair, which is the list of public input in respect of that clause. We also considered the department's responses to the public input, as well as the deliberations of the committee in respect of this clause. We then collapsed the, the, or rejected the 56 in the bill chair in order to technically give effects from a legislative drafting per, uh, perspective, effects to all of these reference documents and information that we considered. And then we introduced a new clause, Chairperson, which will, which will now be our clause two, uh, technically of this, of, of this uh, 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 list of amendments. So this is how 56 looks like now, Chairperson. It reads as follows. So clause 56 is an amendment of section 105 of the act. 
we are inserting the following clause here. Section 105 of the Principal Act is hereby amended by the insertion after subsection 5 of the following subsection. This is the new edition. It, and it's going to be subclause 6. The department must, comma, as prescribed, comma, develop and conduct a quality assurance process for the evaluation of A, child protection services, semicolon, and B, child protection organizations as contemplated in section 107. So, Chairperson, that is now the, the that is now the technical drafting we have done to give effect to the public input, the responses of the department, the deliberation of the committee. We then went and did that technical drafting in that clause. Going on, Chairperson, in clause 57, it was rejected. 58 was rejected. 59 was also rejected. 60 was rejected. Clause 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70. All those clauses, Chairperson, are, are part of the clauses that are going to be following the committee bill. 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76, going into the committee bill and rejected technically in this process. 77, Chairperson, it doesn't form part of this in line with my earlier explanation that it is going to form part of the BB. It's a surviving clause, but it's not amended. Therefore, it's taken directly from the bill as introduced. 78 is rejected, 79, 80, 81. Those clauses, Chairperson, clause is going to uh, the committee bill. So from 82 to 84, those clauses are not here, Chairperson, because they are going to be taken directly from the bill. They relate to the foster care parenting. They will be taken directly to the bill and they will go into the bill version and they will reflect better in the bill version, which will include all changes. And then in respect of 85, Chairperson, clause 85, we have made the following changes in clause 85 of the bill. In line 50, we've omitted the words less than, and we've inserted the word, the words or less in that clause. So the word, the words less than in clause 85 are removed, and we have inserted after the word age in that line 50. We've inserted the following words which are important or less. So that's our new clause 85 chair. And then in clause 86. Please go up, Lindy. That clause 86, Chairperson, also in line with the explanation I gave earlier, is a redraft of the clause 86. So the one that is in the bill as introduced has been collapsed in order to give effect to a proposed clause. This we are just putting to the committee as a drafting technically from our perspective that incorporates the public input, the responses of the department, deliberations, and other information that we considered as we're drafting technically. So that's a new clause 86, which we've proposed from a drafting perspective, Chair, giving effect to all of the discussions and the instructions of the committee to us. It reads as follows, Chair. It's an amendment of section 59 of the Act. Section 159 of the Act is hereby amended by the insertion after subsection two 
of the following subsections. Two capital A. A court may extend an alternative care order that has lapsed or make an interim order for a period not exceeding six months on good cause show. Two capital B. Notwithstanding the amendment of to section 151A, comma, an order placing an orphaned or abandoned child in foster care with a family member in terms of section 156 before or on the date of this amendment act, comma, may be extended by the court in terms of section 159 subsection 2 or section 186 subsection 2. So stop. So that is the no proposed clause to 86, which gave effect to the public input, as I've indicated, Chair. And then clause 87, Chaplain is rejected, going into the committee bill. Clause 88, the same, 89-90-91. Those clauses going into the committee bill and rejected for the purpose of this amendment process. 95, 96-97-98. Members noting that those not, that are not appearing, the numbers, it means those are the binding clauses. 99, 100, 101, 102, 103, 104, going into the committee bill. 105, 106, 107, going into the committee bill. 108, 109, 110, 111, all rejected to go and form part of the provisions in the committee bill. 110, 111, 112, 113, 114, 115, going to the committee bill. 116, 117, 118, 119, 120, 121, 122, 123, 124, 125. All those clauses forming part of the committee bill and rejected in this amendment process. 126, 127, 128, 129, 130, 131, 132, 133, 134, going into the committee bill as decided by members. 135, 136, 137, 138, 139, 140, 141, 142, 143, 144, 145, and 146. All those clauses, Chairperson, going into the committee bill in line with the process as we have outlined that will be uh, uh, in, guided by Rule 273, read with 268 of the National Assembly. And then, Chairperson, there is this new clause. Uh, this clause, Chairperson, uh, is we are putting it before members for members to reflect on it. It's a consequential amendment, Chair. Uh, can you just please go up, Lindy? This consequential, thank you, Lindy. Just please go down a bit. Just one down. Hi, Lindy. Yes, thank you. So this consequential amendment, honorable members, is, is on section 160 of the act. This section does not form part of the amend of the amendment bill, honorable chair. 
and members. It has come to us technically as drafters, and it is uh, allowed by drafting convention uh, that as a consequence of consideration of drafting, that you look for the best way in order to capture an amendment. And in respect of this, of this one, Chair, we as technical drafters, after consultation and considering public input, because this came as a result of public input, consideration of the public input in the matrix, that the best way to amend uh, this section, Chair, was to provide for the quality assurance, uh, Chairperson, uh, the, the quality assurance procedure, that it be best provided for in the regulations where the regulations would uh, expand on how the quality assurance process is going to uh, be undertaken. Chairperson, this is in line with drafting convention because in la- drafting convention says that you, you, you may not provide a detailed process or procedure in the principal act. In the principal act, you provide for the principal and then the operationalization of that principle in terms of the detail, the process, you provide for that in the regulations, which is the delegated power. The Children's Act, Chairperson, is drafted or designed in such a manner that each of the chapter in the act has a power to make regulations to operationalize that chapter. Now, in respect of the issue of quality assurance procedure, the, regu- the power to make regulations in that chapter is in section 160. Now, the reason that we as drafters, Chairperson, came to a decision that we would propose this as a form of giving effect to uh, the public input, uh, which the department also agreed to, was that in 160, we would add a new provision, which is the 160 is the power to, to make regulations for, that, for, for, the, for the relevant chapter. And that we propose that we would put in this clause, Chair, which reads as for a new C capital A. That the procedure, comma, form and manner that a social service practitioner must follow when assessing, screening, investigating, or referring to the relevant authority and placing a child who is in need of care and protection. So we thought that we would, with the best way to do it, Chairperson, would provide for 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 this the amendment in in once. It's a consequential amendment, Chair. It does not extend uh, uh, the application of the legislation or extend the application of the of the of the bill. It merely provides for proper operationalization of the chapter that is relevant in respect of quality assur- of the quality assurance procedure chair, in, for, in foster care parents. So that it's all that is a proposed clause chair that we thought we would put in to the, to the committee for 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 consideration. Uh, yeah, after that, there is the issue of the long title. The long title has had to be uh, amended. The long title is introduced to reflect all of these changes that the committee has decided on, which is the issue we spoke about of taking some of the clauses and putting them in the committee bill and focusing this amendment process on foster care parents. So in that long title, we've rejected. The long title is introduced, and we've proposed the new uh, long title. So that is that chairperson is the long and short of our list of committee amendments arising from the process as I have described.
So, Chair, in this process, I have worked uh, quite closely with the State Law Advisors Office uh, in the form of my colleague, Lisa Naijo, who's in the meeting, as well as Advocate Luyandam Chochisa of the Department of Social Development, as technical drafters, uh, Chairperson, also comparing notes and relating to the decisions and the, and, and the deliberations of the committee, and also the public input as well as responses of the department as reflected in the matrix, and all other relevant information for reference from a technical drafting So thank you very much, Chairperson. That is the, the A list, uh, list of amendments as directed by the committee. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Mzenmane. Uh, I think you are loud and clear, especially when you you try to slow down your your speed. <clears throat> but I just want to check. Uh, I'm all going to give over to the honourable members to interact with the A list. But I'm checking with this one of um, the one that is section one sixty. You are saying we have to consider it. Uh, when you say we have to consider it, does it mean that it's going to be kept in abeyance, even itself, and be dealt with when we do the next phase? Or does it mean also we have to deal with it right now? Then if you can answer me on that one, so as to be able to give over to honorable members. Chairperson, <clears throat> uh, thank you very much for that question. The, the clause uh, that we're talking about, Chairperson, is forms part of the amendments of the committee today. It's directly related to foster care, care parenting. So it's to be considered together with the rest of the clauses as listed uh, in the draft A list, Chairperson. Thank you. Okay. Okay. You still have a long way to go because yes, there's so, still, so, there's so, still so, a lot of clauses that we haven't dealt with it, but it also assists us in terms of trying to rephrase and put it in phases, this thing of the children's bill. What were you going to say? No, and also, Chair, uh, I, I wanted to request, Chairperson, the reason I mentioned the team that I was working with, Chair, I, I wanted to find out if there is anything that they might like to add in respect of uh, the presentation, just to properly uh, uh, contextualize uh, what we have done, Chair. So if I have in any way left any information that my colleagues think is important for members to consider, I wanted to request your indulgence, Chair, that you allow them to maybe uh, comment uh, on the on the presentation uh, so that the members okay. can can ask questions of clarity. Yeah, thank you very much for reminding me about that because even before we get into the details of it, we have to make sure that uh, we give them chance and opportunity to say something. Can we give over to the state law advisor's office? Yes, chair. I am in agreement with uh, my colleague, the parliamentary law advisor, Nati. But before we go on, I want to once again stress 
that this A-list is a working document and the ultimate decision lies with the committee. This document is now meant to be deliberated on. It can be changed, it can be amended, subtracted, certain clauses or added. So that's entirely in the hands of the committee at this stage. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, State Law Advisor's Office. Then what we need to do now, uh, I think the department doesn't have anything to say for now, as we know that it was from the department all this. But I don't want to close anyone. anyone outside but i would love to say uh, let's give over to the honorable members to discuss this now can i give over to them Can we request the owner? Chair, we can't hear you. To, de to deliberate, they must switch on their videos because we are live. Um, and then if you have any technical glitches, then you can switch it off. But can we request all the members to switch on their videos? So that uh, when we give them time to speak, they are uh, on. Even myself, I don't know what's happening. Thank you very much, honorable members. Can we follow that sequence? Good morning, Chairperson. Good morning, Chair. Yes. Morning, morning, honorable Masango. Morning, Chair. I didn't hear the sequence because the no, chair I've was given. I didn't hear it, Chair. The chair was muted. When I also didn't hear it. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. I was saying we will start with Honorable Masangu and then followed by Honorable Leticia, Honorable Alex, and then Lizelle. I will also remind you when you have forgotten who follows next. But let's start with Honorable Bridget and then followed by Honorable Alex, I mean Leticia, and followed by Alex. Can we stop there? Thank you, I Chief. requested you to switch on your videos because we are live. Okay, uh, Chair, may I just ask that I switch all, off my video now because I was struggling to even connect due to the bandwidth that is not very strong at the moment. Thank you, Chair. The um, and thank you to uh, Advocate Mjengane for the presentation of the A list. Um, the 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 what I would like to raise is um, uh, uh, the clauses or the clause that um, I, I believe we should deliberate on and consider 
uh, not rejecting it. I would like, for example, Chairperson, to uh, um, to object to the rejection of Clause 10, which is the, um, the Section 21, uh, because uh, my, my uh, objecting to the rejection is because of this clause, uh, the, the need for this clause to be included with the amendments that were agreed to by the Department of Social Development in response to their public submissions. I would also like to motivate that this amendment is particularly important for maternal orphans in the care of unmarried fathers. So um, the, the reason why I am I'm then objecting and, and, um, and uh, placing it, in, it before the committee to reconsider um, the rejection of this clause, even though we know that all the other clauses are going to be uh, are not uh, are not completely rejected, but are, are put in abeyance uh, for the committee bill. But I believe very strongly that this amendment is particularly important for maternal orphans in the care of uh, unmarried fathers. And Chair, um, uh, another clause that I would, I would uh, like to, um, uh, to, to be read even, if, if that's possible, if the advocate could, could read for us um, section 24 of the Children's Act, please. Because I would like to, I would like to, to, to sort of clarify what it is that I would like uh, to, for the committee to consider, if that's allowed, Chair. Thank you. Can we then go to uh, Leticia? No, Chair. I'm asking for the for the from uh, Advocate Mijengane to to read Section 24 of the Children's Act to us. There might be another section that would like organ that members would like us to read. So we have noted that you want section 24 to be read, and also you have uh, this thing of section 21. So we have noted it. It's rather to give members all the the the, the comments and whatever, so that he he includes everything when he wants to respond. Can we then go to? Okay, Chair, then can I, can I just say why I would like it to be read or is, is also that uh, not, not allowed at this stage? Okay. Because the reason why I was asking that is because I would like to point out that Section 24 says that only the High Court can hear guardianship applications. So what I would like to ask is why Section 45, which is Clause 24 in the in the in the in the bill as uh, as introduced, is being amended to give the children's court jurisdiction to hear guardianship applications while section 24 is not being amended. I would like to ask why the necessary consequential amendment is not being made to section 24 of the act. Thank you, okay. Chair. Okay, we've noted said. Okay, the following honorable members. Honorable yeah. lady. Yes, thank you very much, Chair. I will switch off uh, my video because my network is not well, so good. I haven't seen you. You haven't seen you. 
just switch it on first, then yeah. switch it off. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. yes, thank you. <laughs> switch it off. No, it is it is for me, Chairperson. Yeah, thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, mine is just that I am worried um, with the shortage of with the inclusion of sections 160, with the shortage of, um, you know, that we are facing with social workers, that uh, this amendment could force relatives case for, and we know that we have approximately 700,000 orphans that need to be assessed by a social worker uh, uh, before they can apply for this child support uh, top-up grant. But not only that, Chair, um, it can also hinder the comprehensive legal solution to the foster care crisis. And that is due to the fact that we have a shortage of social workers. So I want, just want to check that for this uh, uh, clause 162 being, uh, you know, implemented, what are we going to do in terms of our shortage that we are currently facing? with these social workers, it will definitely make it impossible um, <clears throat> for the department to implement the child support uh, top-up. Thank you. Thank you. Noted your concern of shortage of social workers in line with Section 160, lady. And then... Good, good morning, Chair. Can I proceed? You're muted, Chairperson. But Thank you very much, Alex. We are able to see you. Carry on or continue. Thank you, Chairperson, and um, thank you to the advocate for the presentation. I believe it went a lot smoother than before, so I, I do appreciate that. Um, Chairperson, I would just like to start with Clause um, 1 and the definitions. So in the table bill, um, the one that's, you know, 70 odd pages long, some of the definitions um, like inter-country and sexual abuse and separate migrant child, that was introduced as then um, substitutes or replacing or redefining definitions. However, now we are completely deleting um, some of these definitions when it was introduced as just being, um, you know, changes and uh, adding to definitions. So I would just like to know why has why have we now completely deleted um, some of these things, um, which is then, you know, not as, as in it was tabled. Then, Chairperson, I would just like to agree with the Honourable Masango on Clause um, 21, and then it's my understanding that all of the surviving clauses we are going to debate in the B list. And therefore, I'm not going to get into the questions I have for the surviving clauses, but I do have many. But then, Chairperson, just to go on to Section 160, I'd like to confirm, and maybe this is more a question for the department to answer, are all of these not already existing in our child um, and care and protection policy. Um, is the policy then vague on this that we now put in this clause um, 
into the act as a new um, clause. And then Chairperson, you know, just a, a comment on, on what the Honorable um, Leticia Ari said about social worker and capacity. I think th that is operational um, requirements. And I, I, I do know we must keep operation in mind for when we create in legislation, but legislation should not, how can I say this? There's a need for more social workers, yes, but the legislation almost needs to be separated from what our operational needs are and operational needs would then have to be implemented at a, at a later stage, if, I, if I'm making sense. So this is the laws in mm. a perfect society that we have all the social workers required because, you know, that's what we actually need. And then operationally, we have to look at, you know, increasing social workers. So those are just my, my um, comments for now, Chet. And like I said, the surviving clauses, I do have questions on, but my, my understanding is we discussed that um, in the B list. So thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Alex. I think we have also tried to cover uh, Liti's uh, consent in terms of operational and also legislation. Uh, but uh, we'll allow uh, the advocates to answer that and the state law advisor. Uh, Gisela? Oh, before Gisela, it's Lizelle, Honorable Fandameve, and then it's going to be Honorable Operman. And Thank you then, so much. Yeah, it's Honorable Sukers, then followed by Honorable Tehan. Thank you so much, uh, Chairperson, and, and greetings to all the colleagues. And thank you very much uh, to the legal team for the presentation. And in particular, I really appreciated the comment from the legal advisor that spoke about this document being a working document, a document that, of course, um, can still be changed and added to and, and deleted, et cetera. So, Chairperson, uh, I would also like, then like to start off by um, supporting the Honourable Masango and the and Honourable Abrams in terms of uh, Section 21. I hope that we can still, as a committee, find each other here, Chairperson. Um, and I'm saying this because the task before us is to, to, to solve a foster care crisis. And if we do not consider Section 21, then the end result is that we will exacerbate the foster care crisis because we will um, not allow fathers, uh, unmarried fathers, to have access to, to care for their children. And that, in fact, will then lead to the opposite of what we are trying to achieve in this bill, which is uh, a court imperative um, that has been put before us as a committee to try and alleviate this crisis. So that is my first point, and I hope that we as a committee can still find each other here, Chairperson. I also think we need to consider Section 150, um, the gate, which is the gateway to, gateway to foster care for orphan children. And I don't think discussions has been held on this by the committee. Uh, secondly, I want to support what the Honorable Masango said. I think we need to ensure that the bill does not contradict itself on the issue of the children's court being able to hear guardianship applications. And this is Section 24. 45.1 and 45.3a uh, and 3b. Um, and then lastly, also, I want to ask the legal advisors, I don't think section 160, which has been raised by my colleagues, but I don't think we need to insert C, because D already gives the minister a general power or power to regulate anything in the chapter, and this should be sufficient to give the minister the authority to make uh, any amendments. So we just need to look at that as well. 
Um, and so those are my submissions for now, Chairperson, and then um, I hope that we can continue to engage each other on these issues. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. The contradiction that you have raised and not in set C and also uh, clause 121. Thank you very much. That has been noted. I've said uh, Honorable Opperman and uh, Honorable Sukers and then Honorable Stock. Good morning, Chairperson and colleagues. Chair, please allow me to switch off my video due to bandwidth. Thank you. You are welcome to do that. Chair, I just have two clarity-seeking questions on the new clauses. Um, the new clause 86.2 capital A. I just want to know for my own clarity, Will SASA still have legal authority to pay the foster care grant after November 2022 when the High Court order ends? And then I'd like to know exactly what will happen to poverty-stricken families during that period when the foster care grant expires because back pay means nothing to a hungry child chair. And I'd like to know or I, I want to ask for an in-depth discussion regarding Section 150, 151A. I want to know how will it affect or protect orphans that are already in foster care? And I'd like to know regarding the new Section 160, um, Honorable Liesel already spoke about it, but I want to know for my clarity, that was not tabled in the bill originally, so it was not consulted. So I want to know why is it now necessary or needed, or why is it inserted if it hasn't been consulted or explained before? And I'd like to know regarding Section 1592 capital A, when the foster care grant laps now, or no? If it Section One Five Nine Two Capital A won't prevent the foster care grant from lapsing, why does the department see it as part of the legal solution? Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Opperman. It was uh, explained this, what you are asking some of them, but we will repeatedly, because this is a working document, it needs to be refined, explained, they are discussed on the, thank you very much for that question. Um, the next one is Honorable Sukers. Um, thank you, Chair. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Chair, and good morning to all the colleagues. And uh, I also want to just appreciate um, the comment um, that was made or the um, guidance that was given by the state law advisor. Appreciate that, that we need to deliberate and that this is a working document. I want to refer to clause 24, Chair, and ask that this clause um, is approved, but subject to section 45, um, 1BA being amended by the removal of the words orphaned or abandoned. 
so that the children's court's jurisdiction to hear guardianship applications is not limited to orphaned or abandoned children only, and they can hear all guardianship applications. The section would then read guardianship of a child and contemplated, um, uh, my my apologies, I will um, repeat that. The section would then read guardianship of a child as contemplated in section 24. Point, um, and then to, this will ensure that the bill does not contradict itself in section 45 1 um, versus 45 3A and 3B. Currently, the bill contradicts itself as it's limited, as it says, limited jurisdiction in sections 45 1 and then full jurisdiction in 45 3A and 3B. I also want to just support what my previous colleagues have said, especially when it comes to section 21. Um, which deals with vulnerable children and specifically the rights of of unmarried fathers. I think it is very important for us as a committee to consider um, the inputs that was given, especially during the public submission phase, and for us to not exasperate um, and put more children in foster care that does not need foster care, but that can receive care from um, their parents um, or one of the parents in this case. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Sukers. <laughs> now, um, Honorable Tihan. Um, Thank you very much, uh, uh, Honorable Chairperson, for the opportunity. Let me also join uh, some of my colleagues who have appreciated the work or that has been done or presented to us by the legal. Uh, legal person advocate in general. I think I also need to appreciate the uh, the kind of work that they've put together as a legal team and then also to put together this particular A-list that has been presented to us. And uh, uh, before I move also, Honorable Chairperson, any further, uh, there's an issue which I need to substantively uh, raise in the portfolio committees with regard to uh, a misleading article on the Daily Maverick. Uh, and, uh, you know, when I look at the article on the Daily Maverick, I didn't want to bring uh, newspaper issues to the meeting, Honorable Chairperson. But I think uh, the reason why I've decided to also raise it uh, substantively in the meeting is that uh, I'm of the view that uh, that particular article is misleading society and it misrepresents the deliberations of the Portfolio Committee with regards to uh, the clause-by-clause amendment of the Children's Amendment Bill. Uh, and I've also noted in the article, <coughs> uh, that particular article, uh, that is actually uh, running away from the truth and putting there in the public discourse a lot of uh, misleading uh, issues which came as a result of our deliberations in the Portfolio Committee. Now, in my capacity, I want to state it categorically without any fear of contradiction, and then uh, as a member of this portfolio committee, that I want to officially distance myself from that article because it does not represent uh, the collective or comprehensive uh, uh, deliberations of the portfolio committee. It's just one of our members of the portfolio committee who maybe out of uh, a lack of, uh, uh, I mean, out of a lack of our proper word, uh, maybe just decided uh, desperately to go 
to uh, the, the the article and then puts her side of the story. And I also want to uh, reject that particular article or the contempt it deserves because the article, if you look at it very clearly, the article uh, thrives on data journalism in a sense that it's only one side of the story that has been presented. Uh, yeah, so if it was a balanced reporting uh, of, the, uh, of, the, of the article, if you receive one side, and then as a journalist who is actually promoting balanced reporting, you know that you are supposed to also consider the other side of the story. So in this case, in the article, I don't see anywhere where the committee uh, secretariat have actually made a comment whether refuting or agreeing to the issues that have been raised in the article. That's the first thing. And then secondly, I've also not seen any uh, comment from the legal advisor. Now, these are the people that are very critical in the work of the portfolio committee that are actually advising us from a legal point of view, advocating Jengani, uh, also the committee secretariat that have been doing their work throughout our meetings in the portfolio committee. So I'm very I'm, I'm I'm very disappointed about that article, and I want to raise it in the portfolio committee. But ordinarily, I didn't want to bring stories of the media to uh, the portfolio committee. But I just thought I must raise it substantively in the meeting, so that, uh, for an example, I must speak for myself as a member of the portfolio committee, distancing myself from that particular article, because the article says uh, when you read the article, also it says ANC members or the ANC contingent. We are being referred to. ANC contingent members of the portfolio committee. Now, I want to say here, uh, we are members, uh, like for myself, I am a member of the ANC, representing the ANC in the portfolio committee. I'm not ashamed of that. But I don't agree to be called a contingent member of the ANC in the portfolio committee. Uh, But members are free uh, within their right to refer to me as an ANC a member representing the ANC in the portfolio committee. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't take it light if you refer to me as a member of the, uh, the ANC contingent in the portfolio committee. And then what the articles also fell short to raise also Honorable Chairperson, which I want to raise very clearly in the meeting. The, the article does not say anything about the members, the, co- the members of the opposition combined who after the meeting corrected, when they, after they lost the debate in the meeting on this inclusion of the section 21, uh, to be part of the clauses that are surviving. Those members combined, members of the opposition, including those that were not coming to this portfolio committee, that are only coming now because there's a particular interest that they are actually carrying or want to put forward. Those members, they stormed out of the meeting. The article doesn't say anything about that. It does also not reflect on the process of the adoption of the surviving clauses in the committee and then those that have been rejected uh, to be to form part of the Second Amendment Bill and the Third Amendment Bill, including Section 21. Uh, the article does not say anything about that. So I just thought it is important for me uh, to be able to clarify. Uh, and then, the, you know, we are politicians, we serve in this portfolio committee. And then sometimes it's important for us to remind each other about the rules of the National Assembly. The rules allows for the portfolio committee to sit when it correlates and then to take decisions when the meeting correlates. And then the quorum of the meeting is determined by uh, the majority, a uh, 50 plus one majority of members of the portfolio committee serving in that particular portfolio committee meeting. So it does not mean that after the meeting is corrected and then there are deliberations in the committee, then we are supposed to take decisions. There are members who feel 
uh, their issue is not finding expression, then they decide for whatever reason to stop out of the meeting. Then we must now stop uh, our work of the portfolio committee as members because there are certain members who have left the portfolio committee. No, there's work that must be done in the portfolio committee. So whether you feel aggrieved or you feel your issue has been left out, you decide to leave the portfolio committee. Uh, you must understand that uh, procedural aspects which is governed by the rules of the National Assembly in terms of the convening of meetings, uh, the meeting will continue in your absence if there's a quorum. You have left and there's a quorum. So that particular quorum will then carry through the business of the committee for that particular day. So I just wanted to raise that uh, in a nutshell. I didn't want to respond in the group where uh, the article was also shared. Uh, uh, but it's important for us to clarify each other moving forward. And then the B list now, we are at the A list now. There are stages that we've considered as a portfolio committee. Now, uh, honorable members are coming today and they want us to, they want to derail again the work of the committee and take us back. Uh, instead of considering the A list where it is now, they are still proposing and supporting each other around taking out this particular clause and then put this one. No, we don't support this one and all of that. So I think the issue that must be clarified clearly in the meeting is that uh, what is our uh, role as members of the portfolio committee when it comes to the A-list and then the process moving forward as to what needs to happen? I don't think we're at a stage now uh, where uh, 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 there are people who, there are members of the portfolio committee who have missed one or two meetings. Now, the, the committee said, took decisions. Now we are presenting today, we are being presented for the A-list. Now there are people who still want to drag us back there where we were. Uh, when they stomped out of the meeting, uh, they still want to drag us there. Now, the issue that I want to also put very clearly in the meeting, uh, honorable members, with regard to Section 21, and I've been raising it very clearly in the meeting, and I was on record saying the issues that are raised by the Fathers for Justice for the inclusion of Section 21, this one of the, uh, which deals with the, the custodianship of the children. I am, as a person, as an individual, as a father as well, I am married, I'm in a marriage, but also I've got a child out of wedlock, which I'm also taking care of outside the marriage. So issues that have been raised by the Fathers for Justice, they affect me personally. And I'm also sympathetic as a father to those issues that have been raised uh, by Fathers for Justice. But now, because we went to different uh, public hearings uh, throughout the country, there are also, besides the issue of Fathers for Justice, which are which we have been canvassed very properly and very clearly with us as a portfolio committee. There are also a number of stakeholders that have raised this issue. Uh, and then, for an example, is the issue when we went to the Eastern Cape, the issue of uh, the cultural aspect of the inclusion of the uh, I mean, Section 21 in the bill. Like the issue of paying for, if you've got a child uh, worth, a, uh, worth somebody else, and then in order for you to get access, or to get custody of that particular child. You are supposed, in terms of the culture, uh, to pay what is called damages. And, and So there are a number of cultural connotations that we are supposed to consider. That's why we're on record saying we are not rejecting, and this thing, Comrade Mjanya, I mean, uh, co uh, not Comrade, uh, no, Advocate Mjanyana, put it very clear in the meeting. And then this thing has been explained to us from time to time, even the legal advisor from the department on this thing of rejection. We are not saying we are rejecting or throwing the issue of Fathers for Justice out. That's not what we are saying as a portfolio committee. What we are saying is that because there needs to be consultation also of the House of Traditional Leaders 
considering the issues of different cultures that are also there, and then the issue of custody also by the Department of Justice and all of that, uh, having to look at all these other uh, uh, court judgments that were there with regard to the custody of children and all of that. So it's a number of uh, other public participation process that we need to consider before just accepting or including Section 21. And then the second thing, before I close now, Honorable Chairperson, without taking a lot of your time, we have also agreed that uh, instead of looking at everything in the bill or uh, taking this bill, uh, taking this clause and all of that, taking a lot of them, uh, we are also at the back of our mind. Now, the department went and approached the court already for extension. Uh, I think under correction, if I speak under correction, it was already twice where they had to, uh, 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 I mean, ask the court for an extension on the issue of the foster care. Now, let's, we have agreed as a portfolio committee, let's consider first and foremost only the foster care-related clauses. And then once we have done with the foster care-related clauses, and then through a committee bill that will be presented to us, then we consider all these other clauses that are there. And I hope honorable members will, will actually understand us from where we are coming. Thank you very much, uh, honorable chairperson. That's my submission. Thanks. Chairperson. Chair. Hello. Um, please, Maya. Yes, but please, Maya, just quickly address you on a point of order. I think, um, you know, Honorable Stock now refers to an article and he's attacking opposition members, an article which many of us have not read. And we do not understand the implications of what he's saying now. But the fact of the matter is, Chairperson, we came to this meeting today in good faith as a committee, we are a family and we've all got um, one goal and that is to protect the rights of children. And now for Honourable Stock to say that opposition members want to derail the work of this committee, I think it's very unfair. I think, you know, it's, it's a complete onslaught on members of this committee who are supposed to be a family. We have not, we don't know what article he's referring to. And you know, Jefferson, for us, for those of us who decided to walk out of that meeting, it was our right to do so because we had felt that we had consensus on an issue and we, and we are back here today to, to debate issues which we think are very important for the rights of children. But, you know, it's very hurtful then to be attacked from, from a, a fellow colleague, opposition members this and opposition members that. And I think really it's, it will derail the work that we've got to do here today, which is very important and it's very unfortunate. And then lastly, I want to say again, on the issue of Section 21, Honorable Sock has got his views, but I also want to point to him that Section 21 was rejected by the Fathers for Justice. They do not want Section 21. So it's not that we're bringing an issue for Fathers of Justice. We are bringing an issue which we think will solve the foster care crisis. So I just wanted to put on record my own personal um, grievance with what Honorable Stock has just said by saying opposition members are this and opposition members are that. We are part of a social development family here, a committee which must do work in the interest of honorable children. And I don't think what he said now was fair to all of us, Chairperson. Thank you. Noted. Can I proceed to with the discussions from the honorable members? I think how many honorable members are left now? Um, let's first give the ones that haven't managed to speak because um, Honorable Stock was addressing the article that was on paper, which I didn't want to open up uh, the remarks in terms of talking about. 
the, the, the papers and the media and all this stuff. But nevertheless, let's, uh, as a family, I also regarded uh, ourselves as a family, really. We, we have to behave and, and do things as such. So can I, there is a hand of Honorable Briet that I haven't given. I could see also there are also um, hands that would like. Remember, we still have to answer these questions and concerns that have been asked. But I will also get into before the ad or legal advisors come up. I have to give a direction of the meeting. What is it that needs to happen? Honorable Briet. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, Madam Chair, yes, um, I would I would like to firstly start off by agreeing with with Honorable Liesel from Marva. Um, I, I really take exception um, to what was insinuated about me from the Honourable Stock, um, that I am only here for political gain, that I am only attend meetings when it is for political gain or to prove a point by the opposition. Um, I, I, I really, I was not part of the public hearings because I'm not an official member of this committee, but I do attend most meetings when it does not clash with my primary portfolio committee, because at the end of the day, I would like to, as this committee, as this social development um, family um, of this committee, um, I would like to be there for the children of South Africa because it is as important to me as it is to the other members. Um, and I really feel that the Honourable Stock is the one that has derailed this meeting um, that is taking us back. And, and with all due respect, ma'am, not the members of us that stand together or that walked out of that meeting. Um, but Madam Chair, maybe let me let me start and get to the get to my, my point. And I would like to um, also utter, as my colleagues have done, um, my um, my appreciation for what the state law advisor said um, in terms of acknowledging the fact that this is a working document and much needs to be done. Um, and after this foster care process to to actually include the other um, uh, the other art the sections, because I think we. We, we need to holistically look at this 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 act, even though that is not necessarily requested as us uh, of us. I would like to to second um, Honourable Sango and Honourable um, Abrahams when they refer to Section Twenty One. Um, I think the rights of unmarried fathers, uh, taking into account, Madam Chair, um, the uh, immense pressure um, that our foster care system is under the tremendous issues, the lack of social workers we are experiencing, that really needs to be taken into account, Madam Chair. Um, I think, and then um, because I do not believe there was a seconder, Honourable uh, Mari Sukert proposed that um, there be an amendment to Section 24 um, with the, and I missed it, um, <clears throat> or I haven't written it down, the abandoned and orphaned children to actually um, ensure that it does not contradict Section 45 A and B. Um, I think that is a good proposal, and I would like to second that on record, um, Madam Chair, and I think I would just leave it at that. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable Member. Let me also give the direction for the meeting. Honorable members, let me remind you that I see the hands of uh, Honorable Alex and Lizelle and Bridget and Sukas. I don't know whether it's the, 
hands that they were raised before. But uh, if it is the case, they must lower their hands. But let me give a direction on this meeting. Honorable members, on such a day that I can't remember the date, the meeting set after we have agreed to restart the process. And we agreed that section 21, it's fine. There are clauses that are put in abeyance. We'll come back with section 21 because we have to do a thorough consultation. We even suggested that it needs to be taken to House of Transition because we're not going to do what we did in terms of going around to provinces, but it has sort of a cultural thing. Then we agreed on that particular meeting that let's put a, a section 21 or clause 21 in appearance. That was the, the, the resolution or the recommendation and also the agreement in that meeting. So can we, much as we have noted, because we discussed it at length, what is it that is there? Is it also deals with foster care? Is it also deals with, but also even if it deals with whatever, it also needs a thorough consultation out of the public hearings that we had. It doesn't mean that we have thrown section of clause 21 into a dustbin. So can we allow the meeting to proceed in answering the legal advisors as supposed to answer in the state law advisor on something that we have raised a concern on it. As I have noted them down, as we will go back to the second phase of uh, taking hands again. There was a question that was asked by Honorable Masango from the very first uh, 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 hand we, we got. I requested him. It is in terms of section 20, 24. All those I said, let's put them aside and note them. They will be answered. Can I give the legal advisor, his parliamentary advisor on this uh, concern that have been raised. There's lots and lots of questions, but we will remind one another if there is anything left. Then we will give over the second chance of follow-ups or whatever happens round. Can we give over to, 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 to the legal advisor? Otherwise, we really uh, have to treat one another as a family. And if we can see that we can correct one another, it's fine. But let's not really uh, uh, fight amongst ourselves. We really appreciate that. But honorable members, when you decide to, 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 to leave, it's your right, you are right. But it was really, um, I will say, unprofessional because one person when he leaves or she leaves the meeting, she informs the meeting that I have to be excused on this. Anyway, it has, it's a past. Let's not get into that. It's not there or not there. Let's continue with the meeting. Now I appreciate the presence, 100% present of this so that we can at the end of the day, not request the extension for the third time as people that really are not interested in this children's amendment bill. Can we then give over to uh, Mr. Mchengan? Are you there, Mr. Mchengan? 
Chair, can I first attempt to answer these, some of the questions? Oh, 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 okay. Um, do you want to start? Um, yes, Chair. It's Lisa Naido from the Office of Le Chief Lisa. Okay, let's let's give you, and then so that we can move on this because even this one of Section Twenty One has been answered time and again. But it doesn't mean that we can't repeat what we have said on this according to the advisor that we got from the legal advisors. Thanks. Over to you, Liz, before you, Ms. Demptonman. Honorable members, I would like to apologize in advance. Um, I hope you can hear me. If you hear dogs barking, I cannot control my environment. So I do apologize for that. I'm going to start with uh, Clause 24, which is Section 45, the amendment to Section 45. In the bill as introduced, I'll start with the first one by the insertion in subsection one after paragraph B of the following paragraph. Members have indicated an alternative wording for guardianship of an orphaned or abandoned child as contemplated in section 24. Interestingly enough, advocate um, Shashiza had educated me in the correct terminology Rather than saying orphaned or abandoned, he proposed that we now use the term a child in need of care. So I have uh, considered what the members have indicated, and I am in agreement that that would not be a drastic change to this, and it would be acceptable in terms of drafting standards if the committee agrees to the change of that wording. The other question that was raised related to section 24 and the cross-referencing. The reason we didn't change section 24 to refer to section 45 is because in the amendment to section 44, if you see line um, 15, the new 3A, we had made reference and said the High Court and the Children's Court have concurrent jurisdiction over the guardianship of a child as contemplated in section 24 of this act. So because we put in as contemplated in section 24 of this act, it would mean when you read section 24, it's applicable to not only the high court, but the children's court. So that's our explanation of why it was drafted in that manner. However, once again, this is a working document. The decision ultimately lies with the committee. Should you decide that we must go and amend section 24 to provide greater clarity or ease of reference in the book, that is not a drafting impediment. And there's no um, obstacle for us to do that. I hope I've answered the questions relating to clause 24. I'm just going to move on. Sorry, Chair, I'm referring to different papers and documents. Um, the new amendment to section 160. Section 160 deals with the making of regulations. And um, one of the members raised the issue that section D is an all-encompassing provision. And I agree. The department can use that to make regulations. But just some insight in terms of our office Whenever departments make regulations and refer, uh, refer to an all-encompassing clause, 
regulations must come from an enabling provision. And it's better if it's explicitly stated. But once again, this is the decision of the committee. And um, section 160, we had considered the public comments in terms of the amendment to section 155, that's clause 83. And the public comments were very strongly recommending that there be a quality assurance process. And that procedure, they wanted us to insert in terms of section 155 or under section 155 clause 83. But in terms of drafting practices, um, Nati, the parliamentary law advisor, and all our legal advisors, we're guided by Swanton legislative drafting and a legislative drafting manual, which more or less says, like provisions must be under the specific headings. So anything dealing with regulations is best placed under the clause dealing with regulations. So instead of inserting it under section 155, we therefore decided in terms of drafting practices to create a new 160, I think it's C capital A. So that was our reasoning for that issue. And then I'm going to move on to, I think it's class 10, section 21. As it stands in the bill as introduced, if the committee wants to, inter, to agree on it being in the bill as introduced after it's been through the constitutional process and vetted by your office, it would be acceptable. However, I have went through the comments received by the public. It's valid. It must be considered further. But it's of such a substantial nature that other legislation requires that whatever we draft needs to go through other processes. It needs to go again. When it becomes, a, if it's a part of the committee bill, it's going to be vetted very carefully. It's going to go through public comment again. It's going to go through the House of Traditional Leaders. And that's procedurally constitutionally sound. If us here, if the parliamentary law advisor and myself redraft that clause and insert substantial amendments, which hasn't gone through that process, the constitutionality of the entire clause will be compromised. And I've seen the comments. It's so valid. It's not only going to be section 21. <coughs> Sorry, Chair, it's very cold here. I've looked at it. And what the comments are looking at is not only section uh, 21, it's actually chapter three, parental responsibilities. And I think when we go through the committee bill, we're going to have that power to go further than section 21 and look at section 18, 19, and 20, and 21. Thank you, Chair. We are actually freezing here in Pretoria. All over, all over. <laughs> Lisa, we are also freezing here in Eastern Cape. Sorry for that. Thank you very much for that explanation. You know, you are repeating about this Section 21 thing as you did before. And I am happy that you kept on repeating it. We will repeat it until the honorable members understand it. 
on why do we say that for now let's not include it until we wait for this thing of consultation tara in uh, so as not to uh, compromise because i like the terminology that you are saying let's not compromise it it's not that we're not going to deal it and we even requested the advisors whether to tell us what is going to be the plan going forward in terms of after this consultation that they're going to do because there's lots and lots of clauses that we have to tend to thank you very much you have also answered uh, about section 24 um this thing of um uh, the guardianship and and abandoned child the one that was being asked by honorable uh, masango then can we also give um, and also you go to 160 uh, i'm happy to hear that i'm ticking in my notebook i might left other things uh, not intentionally but uh, by mistake as a person can we give over to advocate no thank you thank you very much chairperson uh chairperson i must state that uh my colleague lisa nadu has uh, finished everything on my plate that i thought i would be contributing in respect of the responses to the questions of the members on 16 21 24 as well as 160 uh, of the proposed amendments uh, I have nothing to add, Chairperson, in respect of my uh, of the of the contribution that my colleague has uh, already given. The only thing okay. that I would raise, Chair, is the questions by Honorable Alex in respect of why the deletion of the provisions yes, of definitions, yes. yes, and also the definition. Yes, Chair. So, Chair, the, the response really to that question is that the deletions are as a consequence of the committee's decision to focus, to only uh, focus on foster care parenting. Uh, so, so to only survive those clauses in the bill that directly re re refer or, or relate to foster care, to foster care parenting. So in our, in our uh, uh, drafting, we felt that those clauses which have now been listed there are clauses which fall to be kept in abeyance and not necessarily form part of this amendment process because they're not directly linked to, to foster care parenting. So that is just the consequence of all of other clauses that have been rejected. And in the, in the, the surviving clauses in the, in the definition are those clauses which were uh, uh, directed by members to include as, as clauses that uh, fall within the, 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 the foster care parenting. Those would be reflected properly and clearer in the, in the brief version. So, so, so that is just my input, Chair. The other thing that I just wanted to state also, the questions about SASA uh, are, are just are operational questions that I think, Chair, the department is best placed to respond to. Uh, also, the questions by Honorable Aris are probably going to be best placed. The issue of the shortage of social workers are probably going to be best dealt with by the, the, the line function department, which is the, the DST. The issue of... And um, also that one. And also that one of uh, the lapse the lapsing yes, uh, after November, whether it's from on my honorable Oberman, I'm sure the department is ready to also, yeah, uh, because sorry. they explained that, but they need to repeat it, what's going to happen. Absolutely, Chair. And then Chair, the, the other issue just I just wanted to say as a last comment on my side, 
is that in this in this process of as my colleague Lisa Nadir has already mentioned, in this process of considering the A list services, we as the technical legal support to the team are ready to give effect to the decisions and instructions of the committee on what it is coming from deliverance that we need to amend. We would then go back again if there is a need to person to give technical, uh, 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 technical practical implementation of, of such decisions. So, so Chairperson, our, our role really in respect of how the committee decides based on the advice we've given uh, to, to, to which way the committee decides to go in respect of those clauses 21, 24, et cetera, we would then be uh, in the meeting Chairperson to take instructions from the committee and decisions on how to best implement uh, its decision in respect of that from a legislative perspective. Thank you. The limited jurisdiction and contradiction by Honorable Sukers. Chair, that is a matter that is that is a matter that has been answered by by uh, my colleague Lisana too, because it's relating to the amendment of section twenty four. The, okay. the whole. Yes, yes, 24. Yes, so that's yes, the amendment section. Yes, yes, so it's the same with the Honorable Briette's uh, input mm -hmm. in respect of the same section. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Advocate Mitrochesa, are you there? Repeat yourself in terms of the lapsing period, because I think you have answered that, because really as a committee and members, we were concerned about what's going to happen. Uh, after this. Uh, thank you, uh, Honorable Chair, and good morning, Honorable Members. Yes, indeed, with regard to the issue of uh, the lapsing, we rely on the court order and also the finalization of this bill. The challenge that we are going to face is that if the bill is not finalized uh, by the end of uh, this year, that is by the end of November, it will pose a challenge to the uh, court orders, uh, to the uh, foster care grants that are being paid in terms of the court order. The court order comes to an end to, at the end of November. So, the sooner this bill gets to be finalized, the better uh, for the foster care grants uh, that must, must be paid. So we rely uh, on this uh, honorable committee to finalize uh, the bill with regard to that. Thank, thank you. Uh, let alone that there is that six months period that we have indicated in the bill itself that those that uh, will have lapsed will uh, be entertained for a period of uh, not more than six months. Uh, but beyond that, uh, there will be a challenge in terms of uh, implementing uh, the foster care grants. That's basically the response. Otherwise, the rest, my colleagues uh, have already responded to that. Thanks, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Uh, I think you have answered it the way you answered it before in terms of telling us the period. And also you said you will guard against that um, because it mustn't happen at least. But can I see the hands? It's the second phase, ne? Okay. Uh, the first hand is um, Honorable Alex and then followed by Honorable uh, Bridget and uh, yeah, Honorable Lizelle, 
and then Honorable Mangai. Can we go on that? Thank Over to you, Honorable Alex. Thank you, Chief Person. Um, I thought that I, mean, I was going to do the surviving clauses at a different stage, but seeing as everybody um, is speaking to it now, let me also then use the opportunity and you know rather speak about it sooner rather than later. So I've got two additional questions, and that's got to do with um, clause 86, and that's in section 159. So the new proposed um, um, clauses in A, wait, let me just there. Yeah, in 2A and 2B. Why is it that in 2B, um, you know, they, they make um, mention of the exact date of this amendment act in the reference of 2B, but they don't give any um, reference to it in 2A, as in um, stating at which time after the act is implemented and so forth. So why is it only inserted in 2B where it states before on the date of this act, but they make no reference to it in 2A in the terms of a time frame principle. Then, Chairperson, it is clause 82 um, in section 150. And if I go to the principal act quickly, and, and of course it's um, 150 and it goes, you know, one, a child in need of care and protection is such a child, and then they want to insert um, this new clauses in terms of I is an unaccompanied migrant child from another country, and K is a victim of child of trafficking, and then L has been sold by a parent or caregiver or guardian. So my question is more around K in terms of a victim of trafficking that would then need to be placed if it then classifies the child in need of care and protection according to this. What would it be if the child is then kidnapped and there is still a parent and it wasn't negligence on the parent side? You know, with this clause then saying even a child that still has a surviving parent or guardian that was then kidnapped for purposes of um, victim trafficking, would they still be in need of, of care and protection? Because that's my understanding. And then the child doesn't go back to the parent, um, you know, once that child is found. Then, Chairperson, I've heard the advocate Naidu on Section 21, but then my question becomes to the, to the advocates, practically and realistically, would, and I've heard that it needs more consultation and second bill and all of that, but practically and realistically, then what are our timeframes that we are looking at to then do this? Will it still be within the sixth term of parliament? You know, keeping in mind that we're going to be heading into an election year, um, you know, in 2024 and all of that. So are we talking about putting it off? Um, but realistically, will it still then be this committee um, that will be, as in the composition of this committee, um, doing that, um, looking at times? And then, Chairperson, you know, just because you allowed the honorable stock to bring in this topic of the article. I just want to let you know and the other members know that I also take personal um, concern to the insinuations made. 
and also chairperson, we know as members of, of parliament that if we disagree with a journalist, we don't bring it here to a committee meeting. We then write a rebuttal to that journalist. So chairperson, I'd just like to know that I'm also deeply concerned that the topic was even allowed to be discussed and the aspersions and the insinuations made by the honorable staff and other members. Thank you, Chairperson. Okay. I maybe I need to quickly answer this one. Remember, I said the, adv the advisors are going to give us the plan on how far are they going to take. In the last meeting or previous meeting, we requested at least three months for this consultation because it can't be going on and on and on. I assume that it needs to be. In fact, we have to enforce that it needs to be during our term. So we cannot abandon this. We cannot put them aside. That one I would like to, 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 to just respond on it. But let me allow honorable members to put their yeah. Lizelle. It's honorable Lizelle and then honorable Jane. Chair, you skipped Honorable Masango. She's before me. It's Manganye. She was. It's Manganye who was there. And then oh, now okay. I see the no, hand of. I am looking at my gadget, sweetheart. Thank you. So Thank give you, me Jay. a chance to chair. Thank you very much. Thank then you. Then I'm giving over to Honorable Lizelle. Thank you so much, Chairperson. Um, Mine is just, again, a, a question of clarity. Now, orphans in the care of family members are not in need of care and protection, but Section 151A, the amendment now says that. So I want to ask, are we then saying that all grannies with orphans must go to the high court to get guard guardianship? Um, and if that is the case, to which court will these grannies have to go for guardianship, because if we go with the suggested wording of section 45.1, then they will have to go to the high court. Um, and of course, that scenario will be highly problematic. So I just wanted to get clarity in that regard. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Honorable Zell, Honorable Jay. Then you'll follow by Honorable Masango. Thank you, Chair. I think uh, have. I think Liz Naidu have covered my my question because I wanted to say something about Section uh, One, of which I still can put to what I was going to say. I was going to say exactly what she said because. I think even in the previous meeting, I also alluded to that uh, we have to take also other people's culture and check and balance because uh, we are this broad church as this government. So I think she covered me very well on that issue, uh, Chairperson. Thank you. Thanks, Honorable Chair, and then Honorable Bridget. Honorable Bridget. Thank you, Chair. 
I, I am so sorry. Uh, I, I was uh, kicked out by the system earlier. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, um, in line with what the the um, that Miss Naidu uh, explained and uh, responded to the questions that um, or some of which I had I had uh, I had asked, just to say that when the and and the chairperson is 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 um is 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 really adamant that these questions have been answered and i i agree but maybe we we need to 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 be sort of um pardoned for not understanding uh, the explanations that are given i am saying this chair because it was said earlier on that the issue of the uh, section of 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 section 21 and the 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 need for proper consultation and especially with the the house of traditional leaders uh, and the and the need to take care of culture if one could just say that Maybe the problem why or the reason why we still wanted it to be uh, included is because of the extensive consultation that happened during the uh, public hearings and DSD, the Department of Social Development's own uh, agreement to the inclusion of, of, of Section 21, but also the, the Principal Act. Uh, Section 21, if I can just say Section 21B, says section 21 1b says that and i quote if he regardless of whether he has lived or is living with the mother a roman figure one consents to be identified or successfully apply uh, successfully applies in terms of section 26 or or to be in, identified as the child's father or pays damages in terms of customary law, which I believe very strongly, Chairperson, that it does take, there has been before extensive consultation and that the, the principal act itself recognizes that extensive consultation in terms of culture and things like that, that in the principal act, this aspect is being taken care of. I just wanted to put that in, in, in on the table, Chair, and I, I as I appreciate you saying that we have been explained this over and over again. And the other issue, Chairperson, that I would like to really, uh, even as um, the, 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 the advocate um, Chochisa had said that it's, it's, it's going to be taken care of, the issue of the lapsing of orders is going to be taken care of by the six months extension and by the 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 passing of this as 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 an act after the uh, twenty the, the November twenty twenty two. I just want to say, Chairperson, that here we at least in my view and and the views of of many other people that I've heard speak about this is that we have a situation where yes the extension is granted, but there is a issue of uh, the 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 backlog not being uh, alleviated because after the 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 passing of this of this of this bill into act and this section they will it doesn't enable the expired foster care orders to be paid 
there still will be no payment. Yes, there will be a longer time, but children still are not getting this foster to know at whatever stage. I'm not saying that it, it, it has to be done now, but I'm saying at whatever stage, the drafters need to be able to accommodate that aspect because that is all, that is what brought us where we are now, the backlog, which at the moment I believe is sitting at over 300,000 foster care grants. I am not chairperson going to venture into what the Honorable Stock has said this today, because I believe that uh, his assertion that we, we are, the, the, the article is derailing or the members are derailing, it's, it's general. You, you are breaking, Honorable Masango. To start off with, so I don't Ma, know. Ma, 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 Honorable debate. Masango, you are breaking. The, the, on, the Honorable, okay. honorable no, Masango, you. you are breaking, you know. It's just that I'm not sure whether you are breaking to me only or even other members were unable. But for the first part and also other things, we managed to, to hear you. And we have taken note of what you are saying. But, um, yeah. Let me check whether, are there any other hands? Mari? Um, yes, Madam Chair. Alex, excuse me. Excuse me before, Mari. Uh, Alex, is your hand up or is it an old hand? It's, it's up, Chair. Okay. Mari? Thank you. Yeah, Chair. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. Yes, I, I think I will follow suit, um, which is wisdom from Honorable um, Masango, to not venture into replying to the assertions made by Honorable Stock. Safe to say that I think this morning I certainly came with the idea that we need to move forward and we need to um, work at um, speed, but also... Um, with efficiency around the issues as it pertains to vulnerable children. And I think most of the committee, or all of the committee, I think, has the same aim. Um, and so it is not going to be helpful to venture into that. So I'm not going to answer that. Other, safe to say the one thing, which is what the state law advisor has said in the beginning, that this is a working document, that it is the committee that needs to deliberate. And that is, it is within that context that we need to look at it. And for that reason, I'm going to go back to say the importance of Section 21 and 24 and why it was important, Chair. It was important because we are looking at children that are within the foster care system and looking at how do you make it easier for relatives or for guardians um, to take care of orphans if they need to go to a children's court in terms of jurisdiction, and then also in terms of the capacity of parents to look after their children so that we lessen the burden on the foster care, um, on the foster care system. The matters of deliberation is around those. How does it impact the vulnerable child that is in need of care? And it is our job, and it is our job to apply our minds to that. 
and it is my understanding from what the state law advisor has said in response to my um, um, my points on section 24 and that of um, of uh, seconded by my colleague um, um, uh, Mrs. Briet that there is no um, issue for that to be included as part of of the amendments. That is my understanding, unless I have misunderstood um, what she has said, if she can possibly clarify. Thank you. Okay, Alex. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me this another opportunity. Um, so I just want to go back to section 159, clause 86 because I'm still unclear. So, so maybe let me paint a scenario for the department and they can then answer, you know, to a specific scenario. So if a child's foster care order expires on 1 March 2023 and the social worker relies on now this new section 1592A, so, and it doesn't take the case to court to get the order extended because she knows she can go at a later stage because of this new um, clause. But the Social Assistance Act says that SASA can only pay the foster care grant if the court order is valid. So SASA stops the grant on that 1st March 2023. So my question to DSD is now why do you think that this clause 2A will prevent the foster care grant from being stopped? And the concern goes further, Chairperson, is because SASA is being audited all the time. And the, only, and the only reason why they aren't being negatively audited is because the High Court is protecting SASA from getting a bad audit. But once this finishes now in November 2022, the court order expires, SASA will have to stop the grants that has expired. So I think that's the question that I think Honorable Opperman and Masango and many others are trying to get at, what happens then? And so maybe the department can use this practical scenario and explain to us what happens in November when it expires and how this um, new section of 1592A is going gonna, is gonna to aid in this um, in this scenario. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable Members. Can I again give um, the Department Advocate Mchuchis to answer exactly what has been asked in terms of um, the expiring or lapsing of, can I give over to the department? Thank you, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Uh, what this provision is actually saying is that uh, there will be a six months extension when ordered. Come closer to the mic. Uh, come closer to the mic, advocate. Okay. The uh, the issue around this provision, uh, honourable chair, is that the court will automatically extend uh, the orders that will have lapsed at, at that stage for a period of uh, not longer than uh, six months. So this is what is going to happen, and these provisions must be read together with what the Social Assistance Amendment Act is uh, also saying. 
So there is actually no uh, conflict in terms of these two pieces of legislation, but they must be read together with this provision being uh, the provision that details how this matter has to be handled. So uh, the, the understanding is that the court orders will have ordinarily lapsed by the end of uh, the financial, uh, that is by the end of November when the court order expires. And, uh, and then what will happen uh, to those orders uh, in the cases of, uh, that have not been dealt with. So the court will give a period of six months extension so that there can be continuation uh, of the payment of those. And this must be read together uh, with the uh, legislation that is already in, in existence. And this is in line with section 48 of the Children's Act. So it's, 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 it's not important, I mean, to, um, to construe this from the context of this particular provision in isolation from the rest of other provisions that deal with the same matter. So this provision must be read together with section 48, which grants the presiding officers a period, I mean, powers to extend this for a period of six months, and also what the Social Assistance Amendment Act is saying. So they, they must be read together. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chair. Thank you, the uh, from the department. And uh, um, can we get to uh, Alex, Alex question and Lizelle's question? And Ms. Uh, Advocate Jengu. Chair, Advocate Jengu, the system kicked him out. Joe. Oh, where's Lisa? I mean, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. I yes. think Lisa's still here. Lisa? Yes, Chair. I, I am present. Yes. Um, with regard to 82. The Clause 82. Clause 82. Victim of trafficking. Mm -hmm. I don't fully and understand. Kidnapping. I don't fully understand the question, but maybe I can give some clarity if I read the section 150. So section 150 in the act currently says. Okay. Just going to that page in the act. Child in need of care and protection, 151. Subsection one, a child is in need of care and protection if such a child, and then we've got a list, and then we add if such a child is a victim of trafficking. So um, I'm not sure if that answers the question, but if you read it together with the, the act, we are listing children and or we're listing in what instances a child will be considered a child in need of care and protection. And that would be, is an unaccompanied migrant child from another country, is a victim of trafficking or has been sold by a parent, caregiver or guardian. Those are the three additions to the current list. Uh, here for the other question regarding the other clauses and the committee board, the national, the rules of parliament has, um, and this is where my colleague, the parliamentary law advisor can explain better. 
but how committee goals are to be dealt with. And practically and realistically, our Office of the Chief, Chief State Law Advisor cannot answer that question because we cannot direct the committee in terms of timeframes. That is squarely on the committee in terms of your rules and how you'll apply it. In terms of Section 21 already going through extensive public comments, I agree. It has gone through such extensive public comments, and this is an area of contention. And that is why it needs precise redrafting, because, and correct me if I'm wrong, the committee is not taking Section 21 as introduced. It's relating it to the public comments. It needs extensive redrafting. And as I've indicated earlier, when it is so extensive, it needs to go in terms of the committee above, once it's drafted back for public consultation, because there might be a group that will want to comment on the precise wording as we've drafted it. So that's our drafting processes. Chair, I hope I've answered your questions. Um, unfortunately, I did have an issue with hearing and they were breaking up. So that's my to those questions as well. Jay? Jay, I think you're muted. Okay, thank you. Jay? Thank you, Liz. Okay, can I see and look at the hands right now? I think we have exhausted. Who is saying Jay? I don't see any hand here. Jay, it was just my question that wasn't answered. Which one? about the guardianship issue, grannies and courts. Can you repeat yourself so as Lisa to, I mean, Lisa, to hear you? Because she was saying that she broke uh, away and then she couldn't hear other questions. Yeah, I was saying orphans in care of family members are not in need of care and protection. But Section 511A amendment now says that these grannies and orphans must go to a court to get guardianship. So I was asking which court should these grannies go to? Because if we go with the suggested wording of section 45.1, then they'll have to go to a high court. So I wanted to get clarity in that regard. Thank you. I've written it down. I don't know how have I missed. Lizelle, did you manage to get it? Lisa. Yes, Chair, it's regarding clause 45, right? It's going to be corrected. It's the relationship between 45 and 24. So section 45, because we've, in the amendment to section 45, we've, we've said that the high court and children's court have concurrent jurisdiction over the guardianship of the child as, as constituted in Section 24 of this Act. Colleagues, I'm not sure whether I'm audible and if you can hear me. Hello? Lisa? Yes, can you hear me? Uh, we didn't hear you clearly. 
we only had that uh, section uh, 45 and also um, we only had that. Clause 24, amendment of section 45. Hmm. The insertion of new 3A says that the High Court and Children's Court have concurrent jurisdiction over the guardianship of a child as contemplated in section 24 of this act. Mm. And it would cover anyone because section 24 goes on to say, I'm just going through my act. Any person, which will include a granny, a friend, a neighbor, having an interest in the care, well-being and development of a child may apply to the high court in order granting guardianship of the child to the applicant. And like I've explained earlier, we said as contemplated in section 24, the high court and children's court have concurrent jurisdiction. And as I've mentioned earlier, by that as contemplated, it will include now reference to the children's court. If that is still an issue, then we can, as a committee decides, make reference specifically in section 24 to the amendment or rather the new section 45. So that will more or less link the two provisions and not cause any confusion. Okay. Hello? Who's there? Yeah, Chief, it, no. yeah, yeah, I just want to make a proposal. So I think the proposal is that we should make section 24, 45.1 and 45.3a three and 3b three should all say the same thing. In other words, that guardianship cases can be heard by children's courts and the high court. So that would be my proposal. As per section 23 above. Honourable Um, I want to second, um, Chair, what was proposed by um, Honourable Fanamerva. Um, it concurs with what we um, asked uh, clarity on from Liesl, um, from the state law advisor, my apologies, um, and uh, that the clause be approved. And I, um, I um, second what was said by Honourable Fanamerva. Thank you. Honorable, uh, um, I think there are no other hands. Is Mr. Mchengoni not yet in? He's in, Chair. Uh, he used his phone. He connected by with his phone. Okay. Can we give? In fact, uh, Mr. Mchengoni, Advocate Mchengoni, did you manage to hear? Did you did you manage to hear? No, I just joined. I, I managed to get the last part of this and I was the contribution in respect of the amendment to section 24. So I got the comment mm -hmm. by all of the fan and by all of the figures on how they want the jurisdiction to be extended. Mm -hmm. 
And then what are you saying on that? Don't you that is something that's possible from a drafting perspective, yeah? If the committees are careful, that the jurisdiction be extended. It does appear that it would be beneficial for the, the extension of the jurisdiction here and much cheaper for people who are going to use those as the process in the high court are much more expensive and onerous. So to effect it would be a just an easy technical drafting so it's possible. Okay, it's a drafting thing, okay. <clears throat> then if it is the case, honorable members, we have to go to the adoption of this um, A-list. Can I get uh, out of the deliberations and discussion that we had? Can I get a hand <clears throat> that uh, adopts this uh, A-B, A-list? Chairperson? Uh, who's that? Um, it's Honourable Sukas Chair. I just wanted okay. to. I think that um, the state law advisor didn't uh, um, hear my question. Perhaps um, I just want to know whether she said that um, when I requested that um, the 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 clause twenty four be approved, but subject to um, section forty five one ba being amended so that the words orphaned or abandoned um, be removed, so that it is not limited only to orphaned or abandoned children, but that the children's court can hear all guardianship applications. Um, I don't know if she heard that, but I was asking whether she she said, and um, I, I think if they could advise that if by the, by the I, I seconded what um, Honorable Van Amerwe said, if that still needs to be um, amended as well, so that the children's court be able to hear all um, all cases and not um, um, only those of children orphaned or abandoned. Uh, Mr. Chairman? Chair, I think the member was directing that question to my uh, response earlier. Lisa Naido. Okay, Lisa. Chair, can I uh, read out what I understand is the proposal by the committee so all the members can consider this? So in terms of the amendment of Section 45, Clause 24, Section 45 of the Principal Act is hereby amended by the insertion in subsection 1 after paragraph B of the following paragraph. So BA is the one that's uh, the wording needs to be changed. Will it be acceptable if for BA, we just place it as guardianship as contemplated in section 24? Then it will cover the list as written down in section 24. And I'll read section 24 for you. Any person having an interest in the care, well-being, and development of a child may apply to the High Court for an order granting guardianship of the child to the applicant. So if it says guardianship as contemplated in Section 21, then like, as I've read 24, uh, sorry, Section 24. So it will be linked to Section 24. And then the members are, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I do have a hearing problem on this side with the connectivity. Then we would have to amend section 24 to say, 
any person having an interest in the care, well-being, and development of a child may apply to the children's court as contemplated in section 453A for an order granting guardianship of the child to the, to the applicant. That's, that's what I've gathered from what I've heard so far, and I hope I'm corrected on that. But if that is what the committee decides, the parliamentary law advisor and I can amend it accordingly. Parliamentary advisor, your input on this? Mr. Mjengman? Hello? Lindy? I, um, I think the system kicked him out. Uh, the it means that he didn't hear what uh, Lisa is saying. Okay, can, can Ms. Naidu please repeat it again? <laughs> okay. Before, before we go there, before we go there, what? may I just make a suggestion? A suggestion Hi. for the changes to 41, 45.1 is accepted, but in section 24, she left out high court when reading it. It should say children's court or high court. So we should be using the same wording as section 23. But otherwise, she was on the right track. Can't we wait for her to repeat what she was saying? Liz, Lisa? Yes. Are you able to hear? Yes, Chair. Uh, Honorable Alex is asking you to repeat yourself or try to or come closer to the mic. I don't know whether she broke and she couldn't hear. Alex, when but, we drop, we drop, um, in Come the, closer. Che, can you hear me? Yes. It's better now. Yes, Che, I was just saying this is a, a very quick drafting session. So apologies if I, if I omit anything. Do I need to repeat 24A with respect to guardianship? as contemplated in section 24? Or is it only? Yes. Okay, <coughs> everything. Amendment of section 45 of Act 38 of 2005, this is clause 24. Section 45 of the principal act is hereby amended by the insertion in subsection one after paragraph B of the following paragraph. B capital A, Guardianship of an orphaned or abandoned child as contemplated in section 24, we will remove the words of an orphaned or abandoned child and it will read guardianship as contemplated in section 24. So I'm going to read section 24 now. Section 24 says, Assignment of guardianship by order of court. 24.1. 1. 
Any person having an interest in the care, well-being, and development of a child may apply to the High Court for an order granting guardianship of the child to the applicant. So we will delete to the High Court, well, and we will insert to the Children's Court or High Court as contemplated in Section 453A. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Professor. Where is the parliamentary advice? Not yet. It just it's just joined now, Chair. Uh, he's just in. Chengane. <coughs> I think he's waiting for you to let him in. No, he's in. Okay. Kaya, he's in. I let him adjust. So we seem not to, <coughs> to manage to get a... Uh, uh, He's coming in now again, Chair. The system uh, kept yeah. on kicking out. He's trying to join again, Chair. He's in chair. Can you check him? Yes, I'm going to some Chairperson, uh, Mr. Mjengane is in. Chair, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you, Lindy. Oh, ah. This is really tiring. <laughs> yes, we have to be patient and also give ourselves time, especially we know this uh, challenge of kicking out by the network, which we cannot do anything about it. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Mjengane? 
What, what can you say, please assist us in this section? I think Liz has tried to explain it as much as she can. So, is that the relation of, of uh, the other recession platform? Yes. Chairperson, uh, all, all I, all I uh, my input was in support of what my colleague Lisa has said. Was that if the decision of the court that the person must be extended to children's courts, to some of the high court, and therefore we must attend the court, it will be possible for us to do such a So, on our perspective, uh, it's really a matter of us taking the instruction from members of how they require for us to avail the sex that we want to give effect to that decision. So, I don't know, because I use this as part of the discussion, I don't know if. This covers your question. Uh, uh, Mr. Mchangan, uh, Honorable Members wanted you to repeat what you have been saying, and they would like to make to make sure that they understood you. And then Liz tried also to explain on what is it and put it forward to the Honorable Members to discuss. So, so Chairperson, my input was that the uh, contribution of Honorable Sugas so and that of Honorable Hanabar, which is the part that I had in respect of Section 34. So, uh, yes, so, so my input was that Chairperson, from a drafting perspective, we would then go away and amend the A list instead of the members' input in that clause. Give effect. It's the committee's And we would, if the committee adopts the A list, for instance, today, with those amendments in that clause, we would then go back and amend it in line with the members' input. And then in the next meeting of the committee, we'll present the draft A list reflecting the members' input together with the B version. So that, that is what is our safety. Okay. Okay, Mr. Mchangani, I think uh, that was all that the honorables wanted us to, to look at. And, and uh, out of that, um, you are also... Lindy, can you give us the direction now? I think we are done with the deliberation and discussions Chairperson. and Yes. Sorry, Chair. Who's that? Masango, Honorable Masango. Yes, Chair. I, I, um, I've been also just been kicked out in and out, so I don't need the, the restating of what has been discussed, but I just need to know if the, the process now that is leading us to the considering of the, of the A-list has taken care of, of each and every uh, clauses and, and, and related sections that we have raised today so that we know that it is a, it is. Uh, the committee 
is 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 for example when i say section uh, 151a where i am proposing that we 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 use the 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 the, the wording that says orphaned or abandoned and not in the care of a family member uh, i need to know before we, we go to the uh, um, approving or not approving of the A-list to say, okay, we, we've, we've heard that, but we don't think it's going to be possible. And then we go to section one, 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 160, for example, and we say, yes, we heard that, but we don't think it's going to be a, a acceptable or it's, it's going to be changed or the committee can consider that. Because I think that we might have things fall between the cracks if we, we, we don't do it in a way that is listing everything that the, our legal uh, uh, advisors have heard us say today and their response to that so that we, we base our, 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 our approval of the A-list on the basis of the, of the responses to our proposals, as it were. Thank you, Chair. Well, thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, in terms of process, the input by, by members. So the A list now is our attempt of giving effect to the discussions of the committee and instructions to us to go ahead and give effect to the proposed amendments by the committee. So this is what we've tabled before the committee and the committee has been considering today. So there has been a number of discussions by committee members on respect of specific clauses 21, 24, and the amendment, which is at section 160 of the Act. So, so Chair, for us now, in order to go further in the amendment process, is for us to be given a decision by the committee on the basis of these issues of contention that the committee has decided, discussing. So, for instance, if the issue of uh, clause 21, I don't know, Chairperson, please forgive me if the committee has decided the matter on it. If, for instance, the issue of clause 21, uh, is that just clause 21 must not form part or must form part of these amendments. That's the decision the committee needs to take to us, and we will give effect to it on the draft of clause 21. The same with 24, Chair, as well as the, the, the issue of uh, the amendment 155, which we affected by proposing an amendment to section 160 of the Act. So the decisions, Chairperson, will be on each of the clauses that we've put before the committee, giving us directions as drafters as to what to include and what not to include. So for instance, in respect of 24, members have already proposed that we must amend it such that it extends the jurisdiction. So that's the instruction for us drafters to accept. So we take that instruction. So, but in respect of other clauses, we would need a decision from the committee in respect of how to effect its decisions in respect of the rest of the clauses that have been discussed earlier. Honorable members, that's it. But Mr. Mchanani or Advocate Mchanani, we have dealt with Section 21 and we are done with that one. We said that we are not throwing it to the dustbin, but we still need more consultation. We even made mention that 
uh, we have to deal with it during this term of our office. Uh, it mustn't be prolonged. Well, remember the committee previously, even yeah. The committee requested. Now, what we were dealing with, and we wanted you at the end of the day to finish up with it. It's this section twenty-four, which Liz has already touched it. But we also wanted to give you some input in terms of. We understand that you have made mention that we have to. Uh, you give give yourselves a redrafting and also we can adopt it with amendments in terms of that but um i think lisa has has, has not uh, rejected or or against us as the committee in terms of how can we deal with that uh, clause and that section mm -hmm. Chairperson, it's not. Nati? So thank you for the guidance, Chairperson. I am going to be, thank you, Chairperson. I was saying, I will work with uh, my candidates who have been part of the committee's discussions to give this to the committee and members of the staff of the before. Uh, thank you, sir. But uh, I, I was attentive to all of my support in respect of decisions that had been given to us uh, as to as drafters to how we're going to think about them. So, Chairperson, now I follow your guidance in respect of the form that I will allow us with my colleagues and will give you such committee's discussions at this is in respect of that clause. Thank you, Okay. Can I then, I see hands. I don't know whether it's still old hands or it's new hands. Can I get the indication? I see Marie's hand, Honorable Marie, Honorable Bridget, Honorable. Um, Alex, those are the last hands honorable members. Over to you, honorable. Um, okay, it's it's it was old hands, but now it's new hands. It's honorable Masango and Alex. It's new hands. Then can we continue, honorable members? Okay, chair. Uh, thank you. Sorry, I'm sorry for saying okay. Um, so I formally then uh, propose that on on section one fifty one a, we need to change the wording to to read as follows: orphaned or abandoned and not in the care of the family. Alex. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Chairperson. I was going to um, suggest something else um, that it reads. Um, let me just get my bearings here quickly. You can you can just move on to honorable stock quickly. I just want to get my bearings, Chairperson. What are you saying, Alex? I'm just trying to find my place. You can move on to the next speaker quickly. You want to find your place? 
Yeah, my, my, my notes quickly, Chairperson, just give me a second. You can move on quickly. I want to wait for you and then give over to stock after you have done. Okay, so so I heard what Honorable Masango said with Section 150, but I almost want to reword it um, a different way, and then I'll just also take guidance if maybe I should not also just submit it in writing, but then has been abandoned or orphaned and has no parent or guardian and is not in care of a family member as defined in Section 1. And, and then also, lastly, Chairperson, I didn't hear the advocate um, speak to the timeframes in terms of Section 1592A, as it has done with 2B. I, I did make a comment in the chat box. Thank you, Chair. Honorable Dukham. No, no, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. I wanted to make a proposal uh, also time at which we spent already on this uh, uh, proposal, whether to amend the wording to this, like Honorable Masang was proposing. So I wanted to propose, Honorable Chair, for the sake of progress, I wanted to propose that uh, uh, because there are also different interpretations and different understandings on the wording. Uh, maybe the proposal uh, which is made in terms of uh, which was made by honorable uh, honorable masango uh, with regard i think it's section 24 uh, i will propose in the meeting that we take it for now we don't agree to it for now let me use my word let me clarify myself very well because i know if i don't clarify myself there will be a video that will go to uh, political parties, and then there will be articles and so forth. So I must phrase my words uh, very clearly so that all of us were clear in terms of what I am saying in the meeting. I am saying Honorable Masango is making a proposal in the meeting. Now that there are different proposals or different interpretations, it's difficult for us now to come to a conclusion and say whether we agree or we don't agree. So it will be fair enough now to uh, maybe give it to us so that we all apply our mind, look at it, and then what was the insertion in the bill and also in this uh, A-list and all of that and what Honorable Masango is proposing. Maybe in the next meeting, uh, we are able to come up clearly and start with Section 24 uh, based on the proposal that is being made by Honorable Masango. Because otherwise, we are just going to rush into agreeing or not agreeing on something uh, which might make sense or or something like that. So I'm just proposing that maybe uh, it's a food for thought. Let's consider it for now. Let's take it uh, for the next meeting. So that in the next meeting, uh, then we get clarity on section 24, we finalize it. But we then move for to propose the adoption of the A-list on all the amendments that were done, excluding this one of section 24. Section 24, we'll consider it in the next meeting. Uh, I think uh, that's the proposal that I wanted to make, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you very much. Thanks. Honorable Mangani and Honorable I'm Stock. I'm certain Honorable Stock, who will, this one will leave it, this, the section that uh, uh, Honorable uh, Masango was proposing, 
uh, uh, we, we, can, we can't take decision without going through it. Uh, uh, I support honorable stop that we will deal with in the next meeting. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chair. I also wanted to agree with uh, Honorable Stock that uh, the proposed uh, amendments in Section 24 be dealt with in the, in the next uh, meeting, as he, he has alluded that we need to go and further uh, consult about it before we engage now without understanding properly what uh, Honorable Masang was saying, and also Chair, I would then uh, um, second him also because I heard him moving for the adoption of, of uh, the proposed amendments, except the one of 24. Thanks. Sorry, Chair. Honorable Sukas. Okay, it was uh, me, but um, uh, I'll go after Honorable Masango. She can proceed, Chair, if, if um, she was before me. No, man, no. Allow oh. me to at this meeting. Go on, and then I'll give over Masango. Yes, Thank you. Um, yes, Chair. Um, Madam Chair, I, I just want to ask, the Clause 24 was proposed and it was um, seconded by um, Honourable Briet. The um, state law advisor has, um, has, has, has advised the committee on Clause 24. Um, I just need clarity. Is Honourable Stock saying that um, referring to, to Clause 24 as, as I have proposed, and as it was seconded and then clarified by the state law advisor, that that be included in um, the exclusions and that only what was initially then um, being presented to us in essence um, be adopted by the committee. I just need to understand that, Chair, please. Because that takes us right back to saying that regardless of all the deliberations that was done here today, what was then just um, um, presented to us, we need to, as a committee, then conclude and all deliberations that was made um, is then ignored. I just need to understand. Okay. Uh, I think, oh, I think it's old hands. You know, honorable members, you are really putting me in a dilemma right now. I am interested to get the advice from our Amjangani again and at the end of the day to concrete and finalize at least this part, which we will adopt it and agree that we will again get a list where the advisors requested to redraft. So can I, because I don't want to always uh, take a discretion in a meeting. I'm supposed to have chairing, but I am also have um, a right to also advise the meeting when I see that the meeting is, is, is going off. Can I give it to Mjengane once more? 
Chem Changana is gonna join now in a minute. Yeah. How is he going to join? Yeah, uh, okay. This thing eventually when we are dealing with things like this, it's it's really complicated. Mr. Changane? Yes. yes, it's over to you. How are you going to hear what we say in Kaugil? Because now there are two views. The other one is saying we can adopt this with amendments. The other one is saying, let's rather put um, 24 aside and look at it later on uh, to take the decision on what has been said. Kanti Kanti, Evestin, U24 initial. Sele in now that we are changing it and doing this and that. Sasinga Vumela, Nanga Kala, Waistin U24. Knowing that at least the liberations can continue, we can discuss it and 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 discuss and again and again. Can you assist us? Thank you. The issue of the default and the deliberation and proposal by members before the amendment. Is a matter that is possible to do with having adopted the rest of the other process that are about to And that's what we would do technically to assist the committee around the suggestions of the reform. We would go and look at the proposals of members and try and craft them technically into a, a workable amendment that we would take in the committee together with the beavers, which is the rest of the accepted amendments. So on that day, when we present the beavers, we can table our, of course, we would have had discussions with the members who proposed uh, the changes to, and craft a, a provision which can be discussed by the committee in the next meeting when it considers the business. If the members are agreeable uh, in that meeting, the next meeting of the committee considering the business, we will simply just include 24 to uh, agree 24 now to form part of the rest of the process. So that it doesn't depend on Okay. I think members are able to hear clearly. And also, uh, Honorable Alex wanted also to re rephrase it in a manner and requesting to send it in written form. Maybe if we all can also wait for that meeting and then uh, look at the rephrasing or redrafting that you'll be doing. And then it will be uh, Alex's opportunity to say, no, I would like this to, to, to be rephrased like this or right. How is that honorable members rather than to go backward and forward and backward and forward? Because right now we discuss all these things and we are great. And we had to say, let's adopt it as it has been put forward, but get a redraft and also the B lift, the B list.
Honorable Stop. Mm. Oh. Who's that? Masalo? Yes, Is it Masalo? Okay, Honorable yes. Masalo. Yes, Chair, you were about to give me an opportunity to speak. What, what I wanted to, oh. to, 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 to be clarified as well was that for example, I would like to, my proposal is that we give all, a, a, whether the chairperson decides that it's in writing or, or not, that the, I, I agree with the process of, of the drafters going away, uh, consider, in, considering what we have raised today as members, and then uh, saying what it is that can be done, if anything can be done at all, and, and then coming back to say, this is what the members said, and this is what we've gone away and considered, and we, 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 decide, we, we sort of recommend that it be drafted like this or not like that. And then on that basis, we have a, a, a full A list that needs to be now uh, approved by members because I don't know that we can approve the A list and then still go away and do other things. I, I don't. I don't know that 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 is even, um, you know, procedural, uh, procedurally sound. So that is my 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 proposal, chair. Um, yeah, that is my proposal. We we just say, for example, twenty one, twenty four, one sixty, one fifty. Uh, 159 and whatever and whatever, everything that we've said today. And then the, the, the drafters who have been in the meeting throughout and the chair um, who, who, who presided over all that, they go away and say, this is what was said, this is what we can advise on and bring it back to the committee. And the committee then looks at that. And then on the basis of that, we say the A-list has been, has, has been deliberated upon and, and, and advised on by them. And the, the, advi the legal advisors is, is like this. So members, please, can you take a decision and we take it from there? That would be my, my proposal, Chairperson. Thank you. Okay, uh, my head is going low now. Can we then go and step um, step away from the, the this uh, this item now, and then come back and and adopt it, Lindy? Are we in the right direction when we say we will adopt it in the next meeting? Um, Looking at this uh, section 21 or close 24, I mean 24, not about 21. Then uh, the, the redrafters or crafters, all those that think would like to have this, uh, are taking us to that situation right now and mm -hmm. step away from this uh, and get into the next item. What is the next item? Sure. Sure, can I? Can I? Can I comment on that? Comment us. Okay, that's good. Uh, I think, Chair, you are in a in a right direction for, by deferring uh, the adoption. Now that there are a number of issues raised as far as the ADS is concerned, um, that will be proper uh, so that by the time you you see the ADS, and then there will be a B 
be built to cross-reference what you have agreed on, whether it appears in the B vision, B list. So, Chair and members, I don't know, because we targeted um, next week, Friday, to complete the process. How if we can meet on Friday this week to adopt the A-list so that we know where we, we are within our time frame to finalize the bill next week, Wednesday? I just wanted to put that proposal. Just Thank you very much. You, you are in order. We have to have this. Remember, this is... Um, a recess or constituency week, we requested a special slot. You have also to apply again for the, the permission to have these meetings that are outside. But because the process is dragging and we have to finish it, we're not going to ask any extension again from the High Court. It will be really an embarrassment to us. As it is, it will be an embarrassment to not to finish this during our term. We have to finish it during our term. So can we request um, uh, the members to go to the next item? The next item is, what's the next item? We have deferred this one over there. Okay, to next week or Friday, Jane? Friday, Friday. Even even if myself I'm tied up and okay. can can we because we have to because Galuku are prolonging and it disturbed the program, the one okay. that we have drafted. No, yes. or submit an application for Friday. I don't think it's going to be a long meeting. Uh, Chair, the the next item um is the adoption of, of min three set of minutes, the minutes of the twenty-five of May and the first of June as well as the third of June. Those are the three set of minutes scheduled for adoption, Chair. Can thank you very much, Lindy. Can you flight the first set of minutes? What date is it? 25, Chair. 25? Yes, Chair. Can you flight them? Chair, um, the, this date, the, the committee met at uh, Taj Hotel uh, to deliberate and, and inputs on the Children's Amendment Bill. Um, they were uh, members from the ANC, was member, uh, you, Chair, uh, member Amvana, as the chairperson member, Stock, Longo, Manga, Nyemutaung, and Pilangulu. From the Democratic Alliance, we had member Masango, member Brahms Opperman, and then from the Economic Freedom Fighters, we had member Iris, member Mare, from the Inkata um, Freedom Party, member Fandamere, and member Sukar from the ACDP, and then as well as member Pret from FF Plus. Uh, we didn't have any apologies, Chair. Um, there were three legal um, uh, officials from the department and also um, the state law advisor who were in attendance. Chair, I don't know whether to proceed because members Abraham hand is up. Must I proceed or you want to attend to that? Lindy, proceed. I'll give her an opportunity. Okay, okay Chair. Um, at this day, Chair, uh, the member, um, uh, the Parliamentary Legal Advisor, uh, 
proceeded with the presentation of the 12 clauses, and then uh, he referred to the, also the public participation clauses, and also the clause by clause. Um, and then the reference was also made to the principal act, um, as well as the current deliberation agreement on clauses to be presented. There were uh, the deliberations that ensued, Chair, uh, where the committee took um, uh, clarity um, whether the committee on its previous meetings reached the conclusion around 21 and section 24 in addition to the 12 clauses. And then there were also a request for verification of minutes of the previous uh, meeting. Unfortunately, I was not part of that meeting. I was writing exams. And also, there was also a resolution that the previous um, to confine itself to the to the foster care clauses, and also uh, it uh, also there should be a reflection of their inputs, and also there were no further inputs by members. Um, the resolution taken on that meeting, uh, the committee agreed to the twelve uh, clauses uh, um, amending the, the, the children's amendment, uh, the children's amendment bill, which means the foster care clauses, and also the committee resolved that after complying with the court order to revisit uh, clause twenty one and other sections of the bill, which did not find the desired expression in the current uh, round of deliberations. And also um, clause 21, which deals with custody of children and unmarried fathers, needs an extensive public participation process and broader participation, which could possibly also to include consultation with the House of Traditional Leaders. The committee agreed to the finalization of the AP um, for presentation and consultation in, at the, in the following meeting, which, is, which was the, uh, supposed to be the first uh, chair, those are the, the minutes of the of the twenty five chair. Okay, thank you, thank you, Lindy. Uh, Alexander, Honourable Alexander's yes. hand is up, and yes. it was up before. Yes, thank you, Chairperson. <laughs> so, Chairperson, I, there has to be a clause in this um, minutes. Um, that state um, which members left the meeting. And the reason I say that is because the minutes as is would therefore be misleading. And I'll take myself as an example. I am minuted as being in attendance, but I had no partake in the resolutions and that was in these minutes. So, so therefore it gives the impression and the incorrect information that I was um, in agreement and part of the entire deliberations and part of the resolutions. And now that is misleading. So, and it's not factually correct. It's not a true reflection because I wasn't there. So I'm of the opinion and I, I must insist on it that then the, men, the members whose attendance were recorded in the beginning there needs to be a paragraph before the resolutions to say that they've left the meeting and therefore were not part of the resolutions, because that would then be a, a true reflection of the meeting, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you. Noted. Noted. Uh, I see the other hand. Is there not a place where they... Where is where it is said that they they left the meeting, Lindy? Is there uh, no, nothing I'm that just, is? I'm just trying to read, Chair. 
Yoli, uh, when you edit, there was no nothing uh, that speaks to the members who left the meeting. I don't see. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. Okay. No. It's fine. We can edit. Yes. Yes. Okay. Jay? But in presence, they were present in the meeting and then they left the meeting. Yes, Chairperson, so my proposal is that the members who left, their names actually need to be in the body of the email before, um, you know, middle of deliberations, but definitely before resolutions, because we weren't there for resolutions. Thank you, Alex. Don't repeat yourself. I haven't given even you, but I said I must wait for you to finish up. Your, your, your concern and also your input has been noted. That's why I was requesting and checking from the secretary whether is there anything that is saying. Thank you very much. Jane Mangani. Thank you, Chair. With that shows that they left while uh, before uh, uh, before resolution okay. it should and then the minutes will be incorrect it, it will be okay. correct i move uh, correct yes. thank you chair i will move uh, for the adoption with that thank you chair. with that amendment thank you very much meeting uh, marie followed by stop <clears throat> yes, Chair. I um, I want to uh, make a note, uh, Chair, that the way it says committee deliberations, there are certain deliberations or certain comments that are not reflected in the minutes. And I remember very clearly that um, the, the points of contention was, and my point of contention in that meeting, was that the committee needs to apply itself um its mind and deliberate on the real impact of the legislation that we are um, busy working with and it was following my um, assertion that we are not in fact doing that uh, when we looked at and the importance of clauses um, 21 and it, its impact on specifically children that goes into foster care where there is um, um, and the, the impact on the foster care system of keeping children in foster care who does not need to, um, as well as, um, and I'm sure um, the, the, ob the objections or the comments made by um, the other members that has also left because we left for a reason. Um, and it was because we felt that the committee was um, not considering, the, uh, was not deliberating at that point around the real impact, the practical implication of just omitting the sections that um, was under discussion at that point, as well as the, the biggest issue, which was the contentious point around um, section 21 and 24 as per the previous meeting. Um, and what was meant by, um, yes, um, yes, Jay, I think I, I need to stop there. Yeah, please stop there, uh, Honorable Sukers, because we're not going to rewrite the minutes, but the only thing that we will do is to put or try to cover up that thing of members who left the meeting. And uh, in that meeting, we even said in the following meeting, we cannot Hello. not read the minutes. And 
Yes, we said we cannot read, we cannot stop reading the minutes because of the absence of one honorable members. We have never done that. But we have taken notice of exactly that this issue of uh, honorable members, which needs to be listed, left the meeting, which we agree on that one and will be corrected. Otherwise, we're not going to, to, to rediscuss and rewrite. Thank you ever so much for noticing that that hasn't been included in these minutes. Uh, honorable okay. Jane. Hmm? Okay, wait, so that I finish up uh, other members and then give you. Okay, let me give you because it's you and the last person who's going to be honorable stock. Otherwise, the minutes have been proposed to 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 be I, I, I wish with I amendments, the one of at least um, including this thing, as Alex and also yourself is good. Uh, may I proceed, Chair? Yes, proceed, Honorable Sugat. Yeah, um, my um, I wish for my objection objection to be noted, Chair, and it is for this reason that it is not just the fact that I'm not opening a discussion or rewriting the minutes. I think the 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 principle the principle around the why of the members walking out is important, and it should be noted. Um, we cannot uh, rewrite what happened um, on on the day. The principle. Um, issues around um, why members were, uh, in fact, objecting or protesting in the manner that they did should be noted. And so for that reason, I object um, to that, Chair, and I wish for that objection to be noted. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable Sugars. Honourable Stoke? Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chairperson. No, I think I agree also, uh, before I move to second, the proposal made by uh, Honourable Manganyu. I just need to agree with you, Chairperson, that indeed we're not rewriting the minutes uh, and then we're not opening up discussions by presenting the minutes in the meeting. I think it's a very important and fundamental point that you have raised. And I think it must become a cornerstone of our engagements in the meeting when we deal with minutes. Uh, because uh, why I want to emphasize that point is that uh, honorable members will lose debates. And then when they have lost debates, when they left, and then they leave meetings and then they come for us to open debates in the minutes. And I don't think it's fair. I just wanted to raise that and uh, uh, also just to emphasize the point that we're raising. It's a very good point that we raised. Thank you very much for that, Honorable Chair. And then, Honorable Chair, in as much as we're going to put the issue raised by, uh, uh, proposed by Honorable Abrams, that honorable members who left before the resolutions were taken, we also need to put in the minutes that we did not know the reasons why they left the meeting. Because we're in the meeting, and then honorable members just stood up and left the meeting. And then after a few minutes, honorable Abrams came back to the meeting and then requested your audience, and then she uh, then raised the objection that, no, uh, I just want you to note that I'm leaving the meeting, what, what. But she was not raising the objection on behalf of the group. She was raising the objection in her own personal capacity as a member of the portfolio committee. So others that left, uh, as things stands, uh, they just stood up in the meeting and then they left. So we don't know why they left. I just wanted also to bring that point to the meeting. 
Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. I move for uh, the, I mean, a second for, a second the proposal for the adoption of the minutes as a true reflection of the meeting. Thank okay. you very much, Honorable Chair. Thank you very much. Person, no, I've noted, uh, I've noted. Person, my hand is raised. No, I see it. I have opened my gadget, Honorable Members. Allow someone or a person to 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 chair the meeting, and then if I leave someone behind, definitely I will have to go. It's in front of me. I've noted uh, the, the 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 input from Honorable uh, Sukers. Uh, she must also uh, what is it? Lower her hands now. But I see new hands now. Maybe they also want uh, us to note their uh, disagreement or rejection or whatever. Maybe I should give them uh, to speak on this. Uh, it's Bridget Masango, Honorable Bridget. It's Bridget. It's 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 Aris because Alex has put it forward and reminded us that in the minutes. There's nothing that is saying that they left the meeting. Then we continue with the meeting because we had to continue because Coram was there. Bridget, Bridget. Thank you, Chair. Um, I just also just wanted to uh, register my objection to the meet to the minutes, uh, and and not open any discussion other than to say that it is very, very, very um, interesting and, and fascinating that the Honorable Stock keeps saying that when we lose uh, debates, we leave the meeting, but he doesn't know why we left at the same time. Chairperson, I thought that we were in a meeting, we were not in a debate, and we there was a long discussion that ensued. And the minutes say that the discussions ensued, but when it comes to the deliberations, they, they, they do not reflect. And this is the first time I've ever questioned the minutes of the meeting of this committee in eight years. And I, I just want to place it on record that it is very interesting that the, the, the issues start where we leave the meeting and nothing before then. And we are not uh, abnormal people that will just up and leave the meeting. And I, I believe it is very, very unfair and it's very irregular that we are recorded and now we are going to be recorded as such to say we just left the meeting because we left in the, in the words of the Honorable Stock uh, because we lost a debate. We did not lose a debate that the discussions in the meeting reached a stage where we were being forced to not be listened to, but to actually uh, expand an entire section of the minutes of the previous meeting because the, the secretary was not there. And to this day, those minutes are not re a reflection of what had happened in the meeting. And so, Chairperson, I, I, I strongly object to the minutes and I would like that to be uh, recorded. Thank you so much, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable. You have been recorded, noted. Honorable Britt. Thank you, Madam Chairperson. Madam Chair, let me, um, I don't think I can say it any better than Honorable Masangu has just said it. 
Um, I think we were clear in the reasons that we left. Um, and I would please like to register my objection to these minutes as well, um, as I do not see them as a true reflection of what happened. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Briet. Noted, Honorable Aris. Yes, thank you, Chair. Chair, please note the objection of the EFF, as this minute is not a true reflection of what I've transpired in the meeting. Thank you. More than re re recording as EFF, but recording as Honorable Aris. Aris. Thank you very much. As a representative of EFF. Yes, thank you very much about that, of reminding us that you represent. We are a family. You open a meeting as such. We are still a family. Honorable Jay and Honorable, eh, 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 eh. who's this? Lizelle and then Honorable Gate. Chairperson, my hand is also up. Again, let's first give those that couldn't manage to speak, uh, Alex. I am not a. Uh, intentionally skipping you, but I'm looking at the hands that couldn't manage to, to have a bite on this thing. You were the first one to have. I will give you the second round if the time allows um, us to do that. So don't panic. I'm giving Honorable uh, Lizelle and then Honorable Gate. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I have been covered by my colleagues. Um, I, I, I really do not uh, appreciate the very confrontational stance that the Honourable Stock keeps on advancing in this meeting. It was very clear that we left the meeting because we felt that we were not finding each other on clauses that we had agreed to in the previous meeting. So our walking out was in protest of that, which is our democratic right to do so. And so I would also like to report my objection to this set of minutes as not being a true reflection of what transpired on the day. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Noted. It's just that it's a pity that it was going to be better if it was cleared before. But nevertheless, it's never legitimate. You are explaining why did you have to leave. Kate, Honorable Bilangulo. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I think uh, there is no problem here, uh, Honorable Chairperson. But the issue is uh, Honorable members were in the meeting when we started with the meeting on the set date. But they left. I don't want to get into the issues as to what makes them to leave the meeting since they didn't indicate on the same date that the reason of their leaving, except Honorable, um, what is this? Sukers. Alex. Alex. And Sukers. Mm -hmm. Alex. Alex, okay. Okay, except those who did mention that they are leaving. But after leaving the meeting, they left other members of the committee in the meeting. We proceeded with the meeting because 
were still a quorum. And by virtue of a quorum proceeding with the meeting, to me, with my little knowledge that I have, it means we proceeded with the meeting. Therefore, the minutes that are before us today are being presented. It means we are going to adopt the, the minutes as members of the portfolio committee who were left behind proceeding with the meet, meet, meeting as we were forming a quorum. Uh, maybe I will agree uh, with honorable members to say they recuse themselves in moving for the adoption and seconding since they left, but they were there. So I will support the, the issue of adopting the minutes uh, today. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Kate. The minutes. Chairperson. Sorry, I just need to get clarity because um, um, I did indicate that I will leave the meeting, but I was muted in the meeting. So I just need to clear that because I was muted on the virtual platform. Okay. It's our first time to hear that. I don't know what happened, but uh, it's noted and it's recorded. I was screaming even, but you muted me. They muted okay. me. Okay, thank you very much. The minutes have been adopted and seconded by Ostok and also um, adopted by Mangani. Thank you very much. Uh, let's pass this now and go to the next set of minutes. I can't pass it. And please give me an opportunity. Okay. So, Chairperson, the reason I can't pass it is because the Honourable Stock made special reference to myself. And you have just said that we can't rewrite minutes and can't rewrite history. But in this very meeting now, the Honourable Stock rewrote my own history and my own actions. I did not leave the room and come back, as he has just said now, I was still in the meeting when I spoke to you. So I think we set in very dangerous precedents here, Chairperson, where other members of the committee can firstly say what members said in their absence and then rewrite what members physically do in meetings. And I take strong, strong exception to another member saying something that or saying something that I didn't do. So, Chairperson, I now made suggestions, and it didn't have to go this way, but the honorable stock. I don't know what's going on today, has made this meeting now go this way. And therefore, with my amendments, I will still then object to this minutes as not being true reflection of the meeting. He cannot rewrite my history while I'm still in the room and on the virtual platform. It's totally unacceptable to person. Thank you, Honorable Alex, who have noted you. You are the first one to say, and you are right. I asked you. Where are you going, honorable members? Can you be able to just stand up and walk? 
that's what I am because I don't even want myself to rewrite and go back to that meeting. Can we proceed, honorable members? These ones, the, the one that was present, have adopted the minute and also seconded the minutes. Can we pass to the next set of minutes? Lindy? Oh, sure. Okay, sure. The next minute, what's the date? Uh, is the first chair of June. Proceed. Proceed. Uh, in this meeting, Chair, uh, the, the committee was scheduled to receive a briefing from the Department of Social Development on its first to third term order report on financial and non-financial for 2021-2022, which is uh, it's a report, quarter report from April to December 2021. We also adopted minutes in this meeting. Uh, members that were present um, and who left is Member Mvana, some of my members left. Member Mvana, Pilangulu, Member Manganye, Member Mutaung, Member Stock, uh, Member Shongo, and we have member Abrams from the Democratic Alliance. We have member Aris, member Marais from the EFF. We have apologies from member Masango, member Oberman, member Sukers, as well as member Fandamerve. We've got departmental officials who attended, as well as the support team from Parliament and the chairperson welcomed everyone. And then the apologies were received from member Masango, member Opperman, and member Sukers, who were unable to attend the meeting due to political party prior commitments. And also member Fanda Merve, he attended until 11 o'clock and, and, and attended a doctor's appointment. Also, the minister was not present. She attended a presidential economic retreat and we adopted the agenda um, and the proposal was uh, member Fanda Merve and then member Manganye um, seconded the proposal, the, the proposal. And then we tabled a set of minutes for the 4th of May, which was um, adopted by member Songo, uh, also seconded by member Stock. And then we also adopted the minutes for the 11th of May, whereby Mr. Ms. Um, member Pilongulu moved for adoption and seconded by member Stock. Uh, for the minutes of the 18th, the minutes were, uh, were tabled for adoption. And also there was a concern raised uh, of the previous minutes, which did not reflect resolution taken by the committee to consider clauses 41 amending 21 along with 12 foster care-related clauses. Also, emphasis was made that the minutes are crucial record of committee and are considered as source documents in courts and in commissions of inquiry. And so there must be a true reflection of the proceedings. The committee was urged to watch the video of proceeding, which showed that the committee took a resolution to consider um, clause 10 uh, there was also a view that the committee has a right to deliberate and reason on its decision. Uh, the committee was also reminded that at the end of the meeting in question, 
the committee resolved to restart the clause by clause process as the committee had not considered the matrix with inputs from the stakeholder and responses from the department. Um, the department was also remind the meeting was also reminded that the committee would still consider that clause 10 as part of the children's second amendment bill. Uh, Mr. Stock proposed that the video will be played, and his proposal was seconded by Ms. Manganye. Uh, Ms. Iris uh, also proposed that the adoption of the minutes should be deferred to the next meeting, when Ms. Van Merve would be present, as she was the one who proposed that the clause-by-clause consideration of the bill should start afresh on the 25th May 2025. Ms. Brett seconded the proposal. There was also a proposal to refer the matter to the legal advice from parliamentary legal advisor. Mr. Mjengane stated that the minutes are a record of the committee and there is no rule that excludes the viewing of the video. Listening to the video would give clarity on what transpired during the meeting of 18 May 2022. It would assist the committee in reaching a conclusion on the matter. Uh, the legal implication on the decision taken on the 18 is that it was up to the committee to start afresh which is the novel in Latin word, the clause by clause consideration, which it, it did not on, on the 25th of May. Uh, with, this, um, with this decision, legally, all the resolutions that were taken prior to it would not stand. Uh, Ms. Uh, uh, Iris, uh, Ms. Abrams, and Ms. Brett expressed their views, noting that the minutes were not true reflection and what transpired in the meeting in question and rejected the minutes. The committee proceeded with the veto. Thereafter, Mr. Talk moved uh, for the adoption of the minutes as true reflection of the meeting with amendments. And the motion was seconded by Ms. Flongo and Ms. Flongo. Uh, the minutes are adopted uh, with, 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 um, with amendments. And then we went to we went to the briefing uh, by the short development. Uh, which is the department, uh, the, Mr. Linton um, uh, made an overview um, and contextual analysis of the department's performance from the first to the third quarter. He explained that the reporting period concluded one of the most difficult years as a result of COVID. And, um, and also uh, that the department achieved 76% of its target. And also the, under those circumstances was an indication that it was a learning organization that goes to the from the firm foundation. And also you mentioned that the department uh, adopted a result-based approach in order to demonstrate the impact of its intervention. And also they gave us what was uh, available, what was allocated available budget and the and then how the money has been spent. And um, but at the end of quarter three, quarter second quarter, July to September. Uh, the financial the department spent 107 billion, and then the um, discussion on the on these on these three reports will be contained on the committee report on the department's financial and non-financial performance, which is uh, scheduled to be adopted next week. Thank you very much, Chair. And members, okay. hello. Chairperson, may I quickly address you, please, on the minutes? Yes. Chairperson, it is reflected there that Liesl van Amarve said that we have to restart the clause-by-clause -clause process. In fact, when we were having the discussions, the words that I used was, we, have, we will have to restart the process. But my, my reference was 
to the uh, fact on that a point that of point, order on a point no, of order on I'm on the floor on a point of order on a chairperson can i just raise a point of order please i'm Procedural, on the floor in terms of can i procedure. please complete my sentence Mane. i was Honorable referring Honorable, Honorable i was referring at that point, point to the Honorable fact that we had realized that we were working Honorable from an old Zan. document Person, I'm not going to, if this Zan. is the way the Honourable Staff will treat us, I will refer Hon this matter to my Chief Whip. Can I, can I raise I a point of order, Honourable Chair, please? please. Honourable uh, members. Chairperson, you have to protect us. We cannot be honorable bullied Honourable Honourable Stock. You have to Chair, it's, I'm not bullying anyone. It's within my right. You are a bully. Part of the you bully us. No. No. I'm part of honorable. the meeting. I'm part of the meeting. Don't do the dialogue. So, so, honorable Stock, no. I'm, I'm trying to explain what I was referring honorable to. Chairperson, At that point, point, we had realized we were working from an old document. And honorable I said, we have to reassemble Honorable Stock. Chair, but you must, Chair, you are the chair of this meeting. Why can't you call the Honorable Stock Lizelle, to order while this Honorable Lizelle. No, no. How can honorable I explain myself when he's speaking? I want, to raise a point of order. I want to raise a point of order, Honorable Chairperson, please. You know, this means uh, you are really uh, disregarding me as the Chairperson. Yes. If it is the case, you have to continue with the meeting without me. Honorable members, I'm saying honorable members. I'm not saying honorable so-and-so and honorable so-and-so. I'm just saying honorable members. I'm referring to both Honorable Lizelle and Honorable Stock. Avoid this thing of when someone is speaking and the other one wants to speak. And avoid Honorable members to want to make a dialogue when someone yes. is speaking. Please, Honorable members, respect the meeting, respect myself, respect yourselves at the end of the day. Please, Honorable members. Can I, I proceed for the know. point of order, Chair? Chair, I will can, then put my clarification in writing and I will refer it to the Chief Whip that the Honourable Stock has not allowed us to give clarification on issues because I feel that the way that he is uh, treating us currently is not, is not how we should be treating our, each other because we never disrespect him and we don't treat Honourable him with content. Can, can, can we therefore take to this set of, of minutes? Thank you. Can we then Chair, can wait, I please raise and a point of wait order? for one another? Are you done, Honorable Zell? Then over to you, Honorable Stock. Oh, my God. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Honorable Chair, I raised uh, my hand because I wanted to raise a point of order. Uh, I think now, Honorable Lizel, I'm not going to refer what she said about me. It's fine. That's how she perceives me. And I'm not going to respond, waste my time to respond to all the issues that he's saying about me. But I'm in a meeting. If a member is out of order, I think the rules of parliament allows me to raise a point of order in terms of the procedures. So by doing so, I'm not bullying anyone. The point of order I'm raising on here, Honorable Chairperson, is that Honorable Liz van der Merve, it's, it's captured in the minutes. She was not part of that meeting. So how can we allow her to speak on the minutes where she was not part of? That's the point of order that I wanted to raise. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. I was part of the meeting till 11 o'clock. Hello? Chairperson? Honorable members. 
you know, safety steps will a lot. You know, we have to respect one another. You know, the way I respect you, you must as well respect me. When I call you to say that at least stop what you are doing, you must at least respect me. This is really starting. It's a beginning, and I know for a fact that it will continue. But I'm not going to allow it to continue. We were on these minutes. Honorable Lizelle has already uh, indicated that he, she, in fact, she be noted that she, she rejects this. I've noted it. Can we then give over to whoever's hand is up? It's Honorable Sukhers and it's Honorable Abrams. I mean, Abriette and it's Honorable Aris. Then, um, yeah, and Honorable Shaw. I've given you Honorable Lizelle. I'm sure it's the old hand. Can we then proceed, Honorable Sukers? If it's a new hand, anyway. It is a new hand, Chair. <clears throat> okay. Um, Chair, I think we need to we need to um, resolve that we are coming. We are going to resolve this matter, and I think it depends on the maturity that we are going to display. The issues that was raised, as per the minutes, as what um, um, Honorable Fanamerva said. Those issues are around clauses. There's a reason why each one of us have a position on it. The most important was the reason, the impact of children within foster care. If we, if we retain the whole issue around what the difference of opinion was, it, we will be able to harmonize this committee again. However, we cannot allow that members be um, not feel heard and that is what is coming out in this meeting. I um, fully agree, Chair. You are the chair of this committee. We need to respect you. We, I, I, we, can, we need to reset the way that we do things, but we cannot allow for members not to be heard. And the, the, it's substantive, the issue that is raised by Honorable Fanamerva. It is not substantive because it is a political matter. It is substantive because it deals with process, number one, the parliamentary process. And then secondly, it deals with the issue of the, 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 the constituency, which is the most vulnerable, which is children. So let us just um, um, come together on those two points so that honorable, I don't want to mention names, so that people do not react politically or um, unilaterally in order to suppress the voices of other members. I think it is a very important point. Otherwise, things are really gonna get off the rails. I agree with you, Chair. But I, I want to Thank make those, those things around those two issues. And members need to um, 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 understand this is a democratic process. Every single voice that is part of this committee needs to be recognized. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Sukers. Uh, I think the hand of um, Honorable Priet is up. Can you lower your hand, Honorable Sukers? Thank you, Madam Chair. Madam Chair, firstly, um, on page one, um, where it says attendance of members, I'm not reflected there as attending. 
Um, and I think that just needs to be added um, as it is imperative to the rest of the minutes um, where I am made mention of. So just that correlation, Madam Chair. Um, and then just, Madam Chair, I would like to second what the Honourable Sukut has said. Um, I think um, Liesl, uh, Honourable van der Marwe, wanted to provide clarity. And I think we need to, as members of this committee, whilst we are dealing with minutes, um, Madam Chair, uh, you will agree that minutes of these committees can be detrimental in court cases, can, can play roles um, that go larger than this parliament, than this committee. Um, and I, I strongly agree with Honourable Sukers that that when a member objects to something um, not being as a true re reflection of what that member said, we should allow that member to talk um, in this sense. Um, but Madam Chair, thank you. I, I do agree that we need to need to harness um, it back to ensure that this committee does not become a, a full blown circus. Um, so I would I would support you um, with that too. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Honourable Pret. Honourable Nsongo. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, as a person who was part of that meeting on the day, I want to adopt the set of meetings as, as presented uh, by Lindy Che. Okay. Thank you, Honourable Members. Che, sorry, um, I've lost connection. Here. Now you are back, ne? Yes, I'm back. I'm back. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, okay. um, it is low check. So your hand is up. Is your hand yes, up? my hand is up. Yes, my hand is up the whole time, Jay. It's low chatting with us. Yeah. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, um, I was in that meeting <clears throat> and I was the one that was uh, proposing that if, if you can see in the minutes, I think it is just more than, than right because in that meeting, I can recall, there was a lot of backwards and forward, and, and that's the reason why I did make that proposal. I feel it is really unfair. We have the opportunity, Honorable Liesel van der Meer is present in the meeting to clarify this, this, this issue because right now we, you want us you know, to, 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 to accept the minutes of, 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 of that is in front of us. But it is not fair the way Honorable Stock is, is, is treating us. Honorable Stock need to understand that it's our right to differ, but we need to be respected. Honorable Stock also need to understand that he is the work of the ruling party, he is not the work of the opposition parties, and it needs to be respected. It don't mean that he's the only uh, 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 male in this committee. He can bully us as female uh, counterparts in this in this meeting. So I just want to uh, clear that one. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, thank you, Honourable uh, Sukers. You know, I don't even want to go back to where we are from. I would like us to say that uh, we've noted all the concern of other honorable members and worst part of it, uh, Honorable Songo has raised her hand and say, let's accept those that would like to be noted that they are disagreeing with the minutes. Uh, it's fine, we have noted here. 
and it's there recorded on that. Thank you ever so much. Honorable Mangani, I can see that your hand is up. Yes, I was seconding Honorable Mshongo. Honorable Mshongo has been seconded. Can we then go to the next set of minutes? Honorable Member is the last one. Sure. What? Uh, chair, um, the set of minutes was the 3rd of June. Also, I was not present. I was writing exams. Uh, Hanim uh, was an acting secretary. Uh, on this day, the committee uh, was receiving a briefing from SASA and DSD on the new re uh, regulations on the payment of the Social Relief of Distress SRD grant. Uh, members present were you, Chairperson, um, Member Mvana, um, we have Member Stock, we have Member Mutaung, we had Member Mushongo from the Democratic Alliance, we had Member Masango, we have Member Abrahams, we have Member Opperman, and then from the EFF, we had Member Iris, we have Member Marais, from IFP, we had Member Fanda Merve, from the Freedom Front Plus, we had Member Priette, uh, and then we only receive one apology um, from Member Sokaras. Um, and then we had departmental officials as well as the support staff of, 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 of this committee chair. Um, and then well, you welcomed everyone and, and then presented the agenda, which was adopted by Member Stock and seconded by Member Abrahams. Uh, also, in your opening remarks, you also mentioning that you need to remember the Youth Month, and then and we called we called on the committee to read to and the rest of the society to assist the unemployment youth and the and the fight against violence and murder of children in South Africa. And then we had a, a minister who made um, a number uh, a remarks overview. Um, Um, a chair, um, uh, sorry for that. And then we had a minister who made some remarks, remarks uh, as well. Um, after her remarks, uh, the department and SASA made a presentation. Um, just hold. Um, which also briefing by TSD on COVID-19 RSD regulations. Um, we had member Linton, yeah. Mr. Linton, the ADG, as well as the uh, Mr. Van Friede, the Chief Director um, of Social Assistant, and Mr. Um, uh, Director for Social Assistant, as well as the um, DDG, Brenda, uh, also briefed the committee on the new regulation regarding the payment of the SRD grant and other social grant. And then a copy of the presentation um, was available for members who want more detail on the presentation. Um, the, the deliberations they, that ensued pointed out that they, at certain beginning pay outlets, elderly people were made to wait uh, for long hours for the payment of their grants due to technical issues um, and asked how well the system of utilizing outlets to disperse social grants was functioning. Uh, also, the Mr. Fred um, um, uh, made reference to the readiness of the system that uh, the regulation form 
part of government realization of the benefits provided by the SRD to the rest of the society. And he, he went on. And another issue that was raised, uh, the committee wanted to check measures that have been put in place to ensure that uh, beneficiaries, uh, beneficiaries who live in rural areas without retail outlets have access to their social grants uh, as well. They wanted um, whether SASA, as a, uh, the plan was to address the lack of doctors to conduct disability assessment at the Peckle Stop Community Health um, uh, Clinic and without an assessment, individuals are unable to apply for the temporary disability grants. Also, another question asked by the member, uh, they wanted to know how SASA would verify if an application, if an applicant received financial assistance from their family and would this application be disqualified? And also if additional staff would be appointed to monitor this discrepancy. Uh, also, they wanted to know whether the department has planned to accommodate other 2.9 million unemployed people as the SRD grant allocation only covers 10.5 million of the 13 and of the 13 14 of the 13.4 million unemployed persons and they also wanted to know about the school going 18 years who are currently receiving um SRD grant and also they wanted to know what plans were in place to ensure that the mental illness such as schizophrenia Schizophrenia, yes, uh, classified as permanent disability. Uh, they also suggested that in the next meeting, the department should allow it to interface with its online application um, platforms. Chair, there is a lot of, um, of 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 issues raised by the by the by the members, and uh, I hope that the members went through uh, the minute to to to. to verify what, what, what has been um, produced or drafted is what they just deliberated on. Um, instead, it was it's a nine-page uh, uh, minutes chair, and then there were a number of responses provided uh, by SASA and, 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 and the department chair. And then I think the most importantly are the resolutions. Uh, the committee request, requested that the minister submit a progress report on the implementation of SRT grants and also to receive the terms of the agreement between SAPO and SASA regarding the disinvestment of all other social grants, excluding SRT. Uh, our member Abram said some of her questions will be sent to the department in writing regarding the child support grant top up. Uh, the department arranged to take the members through an interface on the online application system for SRT grants to assess its user user-friendliness. Uh, currently, SASA is reviewing its agreement with support to dismiss um, grants, and once completed, SASA will provide the committee with an update. SASA asked the committee to provide in writing the cases of individuals who have not received their SRT grants. The meeting adjourned on this day at, um, at 12 o'clock. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. Can I uh, to yes? Over to you. Thank you very much, uh, Lindy. Uh, I see the hand of Honorable Sugars and Honorable Jane. Yes, um, um Chair. Shall I proceed? Proceed. I want to just make a correction. I was present in the meeting. I left early the apartment. 
apology was that I had another meeting that I needed to attend to. So I could only um, be there for the first portion of the meeting and then had to leave. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable. Honorable Jane. Thank you, Chair. I was there when you opened and the minister and the CEO of, of SASA, I left when the question were asked because I was at the doctor. Thank you. Okay, thank you, honorable members. So I think Lindy has taken note of those things. Then can I get the hand to adopt the minute with amendments? They no one to adopt. I'm here, Chair. Thanks. I move for that. Oh, Honorable Sushongo. Sorry. Thank you, Chair. I move for the adoption of the minutes. Thank you, Honorable Mshongo. Any second, Honorable Members? Should I second by myself? Which I can do because I was present. Your Chair, your, you only use your vote when there's a tie. We can just allow other members. <laughs> I know I'm teasing them because <laughs> I don't see any hands for now. So these minutes are not seconded. Eh? How yes, do you I cannot second because I didn't finish the meeting. Thanks. Okay. Honorable Stock. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. I second the proposal to adopt the minutes as a true reflection. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Stock. Can we then, uh, is there any other item, Lindy? No, Chair, we will conclude. Is the it the close? Yes, Chair. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Members. It was not easy. Uh, I don't even want to say after eight years, as Honorable Masango has made mention of the years, which are quite a long years, really. These things are not uh, familiar. We, I hope that at least this will stop uh, as of now and not happen, but people are really free to discuss and deliberate on whatever time they are given time to speak. Thanks ever so much. The meeting has adjourned. We'll meet on Friday. Thanks. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. I'm going to end the meeting for everyone.